Ladies and gentlemen, the war is picking up. Your mind. The Info War. A lot of news stories to cover today. Like always, we have the documents. So we'll just dive right in today. Our first story is uh, Mexico installs stairs to keep Joe Biden out. That's a slippery slope, Mexico. Is that like the 12-step program? It'll truly be sobering when he realizes he can't get any more tacos. I'm a chalupa man myself. Cheesy gordita crunch. Forget that, I want a steak quesadilla. The next story, uh, instead of traditional warfare, Chinese military will now be trained to shout wrong pronouns at American troops. Trigger warning. With the recent wave of wokeness in the military, I really feel like that'll take us out. And then, uh, we're also at war with Russia, of course. Gonna post here, Putin challenges Biden to a stair climbing contest. We all know who will be the stairmaster. From bears to stairs, I think Putin has this one in the bag. One stair to rule them all, Jonesy. Then breaking news here, the new Snyder Cut of the Bible, containing over 47 deleted scenes, is released today. Turns out Paul and Peter, uh, both their mother's names are Martha. To avoid offending preteens who can't grow facial hair, all scenes depicting Jesus' mustache have been digitally altered to reflect the closest shave possible brought to you by Manscaped. And it looks like they've revamped the action scenes. A brooding Jesus battles Satan across the cityscape, and they accidentally do billions in property damage. And in place of the Battle of Jericho, scantily clad girls battle robotic samurai to death. So inspiring. In our final breaking news take, Biden unveils ambitious plan to pay national debt by capturing a leprechaun and using his gold. You can't make this up, ladies and gentlemen. Didn't you call this like 10 years ago when you said that the globalists had a secret army of leprechauns? Yes, I've covered this story numerous times. Why do you think they use the rainbow flag to represent woke culture? We're magically seditious. That'll do it for the InfoWars news break. We're going to go over to I, the show to talk about the hydroxychlor canine. Katie and Brady on the podcast. my god <laughs> too much patriot force plus is not a good thing winner winner chicken dinner yeah. <laughs> like, maybe we should be paying the shipping cost <laughs> i can't even reply <laughs> free shipping's not so, worth it people um i, I want to start the podcast out today uh with eight uncomfortable truths that we all need to accept so we're just diving right in okay uh Especially after that. Hat tip, people, we have uh, been podcasting for an entire hour and a half before we actually started. So yeah. Let's, let's go for one, it. Right? One of these days, we're going to start recording the podcast before the podcast uh, as like uh, members only content for anybody who buys us a coffee. By the way, I forgot to plug this last last episode. Um, so I guess we're not diving right in because I quickly want to plug our uh, buy me a coffee link that we just set up. We're treading existential so, um, water we, right now. We really would like to upgrade our equipment and start to be able to bring in people to interview and everything once in a while and and just have, you know, just make the podcast better for everybody. Plus, you know, we're working hard on other projects and stuff. And, uh, you know, that, that doesn't keep the lights on when it's not monetized at all. So now we have the option for you guys to donate a little bit of money to us if you want. It's, you know, buy, buy me a coffee speaks for itself. It's like five bucks. It's how much you'd pay for, you know... A Actually, a, a pretty crappy coffee at the coffee shop nowadays with the prices. Well, so. and, and we were just talking about that. We both hate ad culture. Yep. In fact, we're probably going to talk about that today. We despise yeah. it. And so one thing about our podcast with it 
is that you're not going to get in the middle of the podcast and somebody talks about buying me a pair of ball socks or something like <laughs> I can't I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to just like stop the podcast and 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 uh, talk about Squarespace's bullshit like everybody else. As good as it probably is as a product, I just the whole ad revenue <clears throat> thing the way it is in America right now, it it is sort of something that annoys Brady and I, I yeah. think for different reasons and the same reasons. So let's go ahead and get to Especially your Especially the uh, the corporatization of podcasts nowadays, like it used to be the Wild West and now the adpocalypse happened just like with YouTube and now with Twitch that we're seeing with the Twitch streams and all these other platforms that used to be kind of like free for all and now everything is corporatized, so it's defying the whole point of the the movement that's started Free, with podcasts. So speech again. I'm going to go. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Well, and even like I love your podcast, but you pretty much ruined podcasting. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> but we get that you want. We get that people need money to make things happen and to grow. It's just mm-hmm. the, the current model is disgusting. Oh, now it's oh, up yeah. to you guys. If yeah. you want to donate, um, I'm going to probably plug this at least once an episode. That's the that's the most you'll get out of us as far as annoyances. So yep. Back um, to the list. Anyway, so we're going to start out with. Eight uncomfortable truths that we all need to accept. And I think this is very important and it kind of um, ties into the whole hypothesism aspect that we have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throughout many of our episodes. And again, we're going to go deeper and deeper on that through the time, throughout time. And Katie's writing a book about it. So, and I think some of these principles can be applied. So, okay, let's do it. Um, number one, happiness is where you are now or nowhere at all. It's not a new relationship, it's not a new job, it's not a completed goal, and it's not a new car. Until you give up on the idea that happiness is somewhere else, it will never be where you are. Uh, Two, quitting is for winners. Contrary to popular opinion, quitting is for winners. Knowing when to quit, change direction, leave a toxic situation, demand more from life, give up on something that isn't working, and move on, is a very important skill that people who win at life all seem to have. Don't quit because it's hard. Quit because it sucks. Beautiful. Number three. uh, If they really wanted to, they would. Uh, If you apply pressure, they'll do what you want them to. If you take the pressure off, you'll see what they'd rather do. Never waste your life fighting what someone would rather do. Let them go. Move on. Do better. Ouch. Number four. Taking no risk is the biggest risk. You have to risk failure to succeed. You have to risk rejection to be accepted. You have to risk heartbreak to love, and if you're always avoiding risk, you're risking missing out on life. By the way, if it sounds like I'm reading a little weird, it's because I took, it's a really big screenshot of a really long thread. You know on those Facebook threads where it's like multiple pictures were posted to instead of just a big article? Uh, and I can't really zoom in on it very well, so I have to apologize before I read the rest of this. Whoops. You're not hurting my up. feelings. It's good. So, uh, have to go back. So, you're, what it. are we on? Number four? Yeah, I believe we're on number four now. So, oh no, that was that was number oh, four. Okay, so number five, call yourself out. The most common reason why people keep making the same mistakes is because their insecure ego prevents them from taking responsibility for their own bullshit, their own toxic traits, and their own mistakes. We talk about this a lot on the podcast. Yes, we do. Uh, you have to call yourself out. Calling yourself out means you care more about your future, your progress, and your happiness than just protecting your ego. Hubris. Hubris. I like that it. That one's, I think, the most important. That is a very good one. That, that one should have been ha- number one. Yeah, I've I got to call yourself out. You've mm-hmm. got to reflect. That's part of the triangle of hypothesism. Exactly. Uh, number six, uh, closure is your choice. Closure isn't an apology or justice or answers. Uh, that's insecurity. If the situation made you feel awful, seeking closure by reopening it is insanity. Closure isn't something they can give you. 
Closure is moving on. Closure is your choice. Hmm. And that can be applied uh, very widely to a lot of different scenarios, in my opinion. Yes, it can. Uh, number seven. And I, th- I might have to pause in the middle of this one because it's broken up into a different screenshot, so I apologize. Number seven. If you're happy alone, you'll be happier together. Uh, there is no type of affection that can fill the void in a person who doesn't love themselves already. And everybody knows this one already, I hope. There is no independence and dependency. Uh, there is no personal security in attaching yourself to a secure person. Until you have a healthy relationship with yourself, you won't make healthy decisions about someone else, or even something else, or just in general. I think that that one's a, a different way of just saying, you know, you, you really have to love yourself before you can love anything or anyone else. Well, and before you can change anything about yourself, or anything, really, you have to fix what's broken in yourself. And when I say fix, exactly. I mean you have to make a decision to combat that pattern which makes you behave in a way that is detrimental to you. Yeah. And that is not an easy thing to do, and I think that's why a lot of people don't. They try to fill that void with other things. Yep. So That's good. why these are the uncomfortable truths. I like them. Well, I like being <laughs> um, uncomfortable. It's good for you. Number eight, final one. It, it's not your job to fix damaged people. Um, this one that we're talking to Katie here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's let's see. Uh, let's let's expand on this. Oh a yes, bit. please expound. So, your responsibility to help someone will never outweigh their responsibility to help themselves. That's true. So you can supplement, but you can't really. Why ever... is Brady staring at me right now? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're we're all guilty of this. I'm only jokingly staring at Katie. Uh, well, because um, Kate... she does just she always gets roped into counseling people and never really needs to. But I have boundaries. But, but I'm going to reiterate this one okay. again because I've broken up so much. That's so it's a, not your job to fix damaged people. Still again, I'm, all, I'm talking to everybody here, including myself. Your responsibility to help someone will never outweigh their responsibility to help themselves. But it's worth asking yourself why you resonated so strongly with someone that so desperately needed fixing in the first place. Often our own toxic, romantic, and non-romantic attachments tell a story about an issue we have within ourselves. And that was the, uh, the That's a very that. accurate one. And as someone who, well, I had to make the shift. And this is a good thing. Helping people is not a bad thing. Uh, n- neglecting yourself because there's there's always, there's always a great gaping maw of misery in this world when it comes to unhappy humans. And if you have that natural inclination to help people, you will find yourself neglecting yourself because there will never be an end to the amount of misery that'll walk through your door. Yep. So making, I had to learn to shift how I approached it to having boundaries. Like I demand when I help people now, I subtly and in a loving way demand people have to put the work in. It's like, you want to lose weight? Because they're like, well, tell me how you did it. Okay. Well, I could tell you all day, but unless you're truly ready to put the work in, I'm just wasting my super valuable time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you're well, just I'm wanting glad to commiserate. You recognize that, yeah. It took a long time. Yeah. I still fell sometimes because my natural inclination is when I feel a miserable person around me, and for some reason they look at me and they see it. It happened yesterday at the restaurant. You know, I want to like not physically hug them, but well, you're just, very empathetic. The, yeah, I think my, I have like an empathy glow or some yeah. shit, and it somehow it, like I think on some level, maybe a pheromone one, humans know that. Oh, here's one of those idiots. <laughs> You know? I would say idiot. Well, but it's I for over the years my husband has poked fun at me and actually gotten frustrated with me because there are certain people that I love so much that they'll it's like a zombie. In fact, I wrote I wrote a story about this like their type of vampire that sucked the life out of you because there are some people that just want to be miserable. Yeah. They don't want to put the work in to be happy. And so I'm trying to be more choosy with my time as far as if I see a human that is ready to make that leap and then I'm like, "Hey, I'm here. I'll I'll support you." Like be more of a coach than 
What is that? Let that's them leech a very off me. good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to. Sorry, s- I didn't mean to. Th- no, that's, that's okay. That's, that's okay. a good list. Because um, this is something you struggled with. That was a very good point with that. Yeah. Don't um, get haughty, people. Life will knock you off. And that brings me to something. We can segue into this a little bit, I think. Um, yes, segue. Uh, imagine uh, on that same point. Imagine how Jesus must have felt if he was a real man and those story and the gospels are true. Let's just pretend at least. Okay. Maybe they were. Maybe they weren't. I think fan. Um, yeah. But imagine how Jesus must have felt, where nobody really deserved it, but everybody wanted him to fix their their little problems, oh, because he was the miracle worker, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost a dangerous precedent to set with that story that, oh, it's okay, there's this higher force that's going to fix all your problems, you don't worry about it, you won't have to fix it yourself, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I was thinking about that the other day, thinking about, like, it, it, it's, that's, that's, a counterproductive, like, thought pattern, in a way. Well, it, It's different with, like, leprosy and stuff like that, but... Most of what's still, broken like, in the, us... The overall principle of it is, is like, there's this higher force that's going to fix all your problems, and it's not really true. And that's laziness, because most yeah. of what's broken in us, we can change through altering our behavioral patterns. Period. End of story. If you are fat, nine times... I'm going to say almost ten times. I have a very odd autoimmune disorder. I lost weight because I changed my patterns, and I didn't give up... Until I found what works for me. And what works for me doesn't work for 99% of the population. But there is something yeah. out there that works for you if you're willing to put the work in. Yep. Don't be lazy. And it's going to be hard. Uh, there's a big laziness issue. Well, and instant too. gratification. We live in a time in history where if I want some food made for me, I can just go grab it. Mm-hmm. That has not been historically the way it is. I mean, if you wanted a grand meal, if you didn't have servants, you had to cook all day. Oh, for sure. That is not. Now, if you want a fresh pizza, you can just go grab one. And so we, we have this culture of instant gratification. If I want, okay, 100 years ago, if you wanted entertainment, you had to go to the opera. Yeah. Or you had to go to an, a venue. Or, you know, like even, and then some things started changing. But you had to actually put out effort. We don't have to put out effort really for anything I can now. pull out my little black mirror and yes. uh, entertainment for years. So while instant gratification, all of these conveniences are fantastic. They are not good for humans in the sense that... If we don't put effort out, we become lazy. And when I say lazy, I don't mean just physically. I mean mentally lazy. Think about animals. If you're running, most of them are going to take the path of least resistance. And I feel like that's what's happened with a lot of this. And then pride happens. Like, I feel like the internet and social media has made people way more prideful about their opinions. Yeah. They're not challenge tested by any means or form. Not, no, not any, any conductive way no. and it just kind of hurts me because all it's doing is making people just gross and I, I, I don't know there's a lot of gross people right now there's a lot of hurting people right now and yeah. you were talking about that with this uh, these are unco- to be uncomfortable is actually a good state for humans to be in because it challenges us to solve problems and we're not solving our problems we're seeking to hide from them a lot of the mm-hmm. time or just to make excuses for me you were talking about brady had me watch these um woke commercials a little bit oh, ago yeah fun stuff and <laughs> and I honestly would Let's like... Let's be real real quick. They're all woke. Oh, yeah, they These are, are just extreme examples that I was showing. They were showing extreme. Her. They made me mad because I would like to think that people actually care about these things, but they don't. They're trying to sell a product. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch a woke commercial to try to sell me a Happy Meal. Just sell me the product. Well, talk the about product. the specifics of the product. Don't try to yeah. mold culture. That's not your job. Um, I. <laughs> Everybody should take the Manscaped approach. They're not trying to sell me a cultural idea. They just tell me, "Hey, you're going to get the best shave on your balls." We made it. We made it. Uh, we poked a little fun at that last in- the last intro in the last we episode. We did. They are to the it's point. It's hilarious. They I are... love. I love their ads. Don't get me wrong. 
I don't, I mean, I don't like wasting my time listening to ads. But theirs are funny. But theirs are at least entertaining. And uh, it, and they're literally about what the product does. It's just telling you, hey, they jokingly represent how you can shave your balls. It's kind of hilarious to me. They are not trying to shape culture in the sense that they're trying to talk about yeah. women's rights, men's rights, trans rights. Exactly. Not yet, anyway. I don't want Burger King. I'm sorry, Burger King, but you are not the authority in how to, in that you care about it, sure, but really, at the end of the day, when you make an ad that's talking about mental health, the product that you sell is not conducive to overall health. So Not even close. It's the most hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, granted, it's Good to get some calories. You need calories. Well, if you want a treat, but I don't that's think Burger King. Be. Burger King is not the healthiest source of calories by any means. As far as far ideal building it. blocks for life, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that food is made of anymore because it can't be food. Well, I just sort of look at it like <laughs> it's it's, it's delicious. A, it's though. food and it's good and, and it's fun. It's a dopamine drip. It's mm-hmm. that mouth pleasure you talk about. But at the end of the day, if you eat Burger King every day, I don't think yeah. you're going to be at max capacity in health. Hell no. And honestly, like if you guys, if, if we want to have Burger King every once in a while, there's nothing wrong with having fast food here and there. But when Burger King... Once or King twice a week, maybe. Takes maybe not upon, even that much. Like once a week would be fine, probably. But when they take it upon themselves to be a PSA while advertising that they're boxes of food, that's, that's what bugs me. That is a little bit yeah. terrifying to me. And and they also, they know what they're doing and they know their goal is to get as many people as possible eating it every single day. And that's not okay because they know their food isn't healthy either. It's just counterproductive to humanity in general. Well, and also think For about it. For the sake of them making money and pleasing their shareholders. There's 80 million people in our generation. That generation is now working the marketing jobs for Burger King, and mm-hmm. they, they're trying to pander to our generation exactly. to buy the shit. Well, what was it back... I don't remember the year, but there was this... One of the biggest black swan events as far as corporate America was when the Dodge brothers were major shareholders in the Ford Corporation, and Ford wanted to... And I think they were just doing this to look good. It was virtue signaling even back then. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to put a lot of their profits into paying their employees better and stuff like that. They were, they were going through a labor crisis in America at the time. And so Ford wanted to step up and be competitive in the labor force and say, hey, we need employees to actually still want to work for us. So they were starting to pay a little bit more and do like benefits packages. Well, the Dodge brothers fucking sued them. A major lawsuit at the time. Because they basically they set the precedent that uh, the only goal of a corporation is to make profits for the shareholders, not to actually you know treat the workers right and all this stuff and make changes. Wow, there's a um, lot. And to... I and that that from there on like shifted corporate America into this profit machine pretty much because it set the precedent and everybody else kind of saw that and went you know okay maybe that's what we should do because then our, now our now our shareholders can sue us if we're not just doing everything to boost their profits, boost their portfolio. So, There's a lot and, that, and that's, there. that would be good if like literally everybody was a shareholder. Like I had this idea the other day that, uh, what if buying a product also made you part, like you get a, at least a very small portion of a share of that company. I wonder what that would do though. Can you imagine if that was part of the deal of a, let's say you bought a, a Ford vehicle. Not only do you have a Ford vehicle. But now you're also part owner of the company, even if it's a small fraction. Yeah, instead of offering extended warranties, you could just want to share the company. Maybe they'd make a better vehicle then. Like, is that? I think even just even just from a corporate standpoint, that would drive more people to buy Fords, especially if they're the only ones doing it. But let's just say, like, you would really be invested in your vehicle. But not only that, 
then Ford has more accountability to make better products, too. Well, so I was talking about. But see, here we have an ethical problem because I truly believe the free market is the greatest way to do things. We don't, we haven't had a free market in a long time here, let's be honest. Yeah, free market, my ass. Um, the thing that I'm concerned <laughs> about is a true businesses making money, you're going to have ethical problems when you take the ethics out of that. I don't believe you can legislate ethics. I believe that it is something that is individual. And as a culture and a society, we should promote it through behavior and not through totalitarianism, people. I'm talking about like, hey, this is cool. We're making money for our shareholders. But at what cost? Did we strip mine a part of the earth for this? Did we take away some people's health insurance for this? Like, we're not considering those things. We're trying to use the government to bully companies into that. But Mm -hmm. in the end of the day, big companies can buy their way out of it. Yeah. Which they they have done by letting the government take care of their workers. Mm -hmm. They can pay 12 bucks an hour and then, oh, the government will give you health care. Exactly. Both sides of the, all sides of the political spectrum uh, engage in corporate welfare of some sort. Absolutely. Honestly, if you're a big corporation and you're going to fail without the help of government regulation... You probably shouldn't be a business anymore. It's I just think that's how the free market's supposed to operate. But I think they're so intertwined now. We aren't. A fr- we're no, not. We're a corporatocracy. Yeah, sure. we are. It's it's really bad. You were just talking about how the small mom and pop businesses, you know, they did. Yeah, terrible. what's with that? So that's a good example. Yeah. So th- this whole COVID thing really uh, pulled the curtain on the machine mm-hmm. for everybody, and we can all see how come all of these mom and pop shops had to close. Only 10, 15 to 100 employees or whatever. For safety. For safety, right? And they weren't getting that much business in the first place. But now only Walmart, Costco, and all these, and Home Depot and all these giant, like, like Goliaths get to stay open. Yep. But it doesn't make any logical sense from a public safety standpoint because you're literally, if you didn't do anything at all, the population would be spread out to the, the mom and pa shops and the Goliaths and everywhere, right? And funnel them in. But now you're funneling them all into five different companies. So there's more people at the store at one time because they're the only places fucking allowed to be open. And so isn't that a bigger health risk to have everybody conglomerate to one place as, instead of spread out? Um. Isn't the whole point of social distancing to spread out and be away from each other? So if I cough... The likelihood of the virus aerosol traveling to someone else is is lower. No, you're going to have me go stand shoulder to shoulder in a line to get in a building with people. No. And the ma- we all know the masks don't fucking work as far as like when we're all standing in a group. Isn't it time for me to chime in as a troll and call you an anti-science hate speech person now? Yeah, you probably you- should. Yeah, I... I, I probably shouldn't have looked at comment sections of news articles this morning before we started. Because I, I, I just, just think it was illogical. It was not a logical way to handle at least the social distancing aspect. I don't think anything about how we've handled COVID is logical. Everybody just trusts the government, trusts the CDC, trusts the WHO, and there's nothing to trust about them. They're made in my opinion. of people. Exactly. Like, do you trust every person you see? Hell no. There used to be they a They have bench. to earn my trust. What and does that mean? over the last five decades... All they've done is create this corporate model of pure profit for for the healthcare industry. So how can I trust that? When you go to the doctor and instead of the doctor actually helping you fix the problem that you have, uh, you know, all they want to do is push fucking drugs on you to make money because now they're, you know, in bed with the drug companies. Oh, and then, you know, you have the, uh, I, I believe it was the WHO that allowed them to just push fucking painkillers all over the place. Well, they never stood up and once said, hey... This has an addiction problem, and we probably shouldn't be doing that. Not once until recently, when people started to get mad about it. Well, did the did the World Health Organization, you know, the people who are supposedly in charge of world health, not once did they stand up and go, "You shouldn't be giving out hydrocodone like fucking candy." Boy, they did. No, they too. promoted it. 
Yeah. They're like, oh, it'll manage pain. It's okay. You can manage pain. No. They didn't stand up and go, you know, there's better alternatives like, you know, marijuana. And then the worst thing in the world is poor people that are in chronic pain, they're just like not giving you anything. No. Like, so you've got a double whammy there. I just... So how can I trust... That machine, when it, it doesn't, it's dysfunctional anyway. And then they want to come out and say they they have all the answers when they never have before. They've never proven once they have answers. They've only proven that it's profit or corporate welfare. And that's so how can I trust them? You can find contradictory information, even contradictory science. So, because science is a constant work in progress, there are some things that we've definitively decided that are law, but it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. All of it is, and you can find contradictory hypotheses. And theories even for everything. So who do you believe? Who do you trust? And then you also have now most people get their inter- their news from feeds instead of actual research. Yeah. So you've got this huge pile of bull crap. And then that's why we did the intro that we did, we which did. we actually haven't recorded yet, but we know what we're doing. So yeah, we do for once. And <laughs> and most people because they live in an instant gratification thing, they just stay in that. It's almost like a constant state of rage. Everybody is in a sort of this constant state of barely restrained rage yeah. right now. If you're not at rage at a different group or something, you're I like for me, I'm at rage with the fucking leadership in this embarrassing country right now. Yeah. I, I love America. Don't get me wrong. But our leadership is an embarrassment right now. I'm having a hard time with cancel culture and woke people because I see the danger in it. it the, the safety brigade. I don't the like safety brigade. I yeah. don't like the safety brigade. You cannot insulate yourself from being uncomfortable ever. And nope. you have you're gonna be challenged. It's, an, it's actually necessary. And so. you know why, people? It's because you do not have the same universal experiences. A towel on the road could trigger me. Like I could have had it been choked with a towel, and I could see. I cannot expect everyone to never dry their fucking bodies again. There's you. You've got to learn to train yourself first, and then you start working with other people. And we've yep. gotten out of balance. We've gotten where we think these corporations actually care about us when they make ads showing that don't call women bossy. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. That's going to actually, I don't know. It, it's just. Uh, the pandering really needs I to stop. I hate pandering so much. I don't want to pander so much. Focus on your market share, not on fucking cultural shifts because. And work on what's broken. The cultural shifts are going to happen regardless, but I don't want to be pandered to by these companies that have literally nothing to do with the cultural shift. They're just putting their hand in the pie so that they can get some of the filling. And guys, we're going to become more uncivil with each other the more we try to force this weird civility. Mm-hmm. Because civility cannot be universally forced. It's not ever going to happen. No. You're going to make the groups that you so-called think you're fighting against. You're going to create a problem where there is no problem. If you start with just yourself, when someone cuts you off in traffic, instead of flipping them off, just wave at them. Mm-hmm. Start with yourself. Did it really hurt you that someone cut you off in traffic? No, it didn't. We're all guilty of it. I have called people names in my car before. But realistically, you are angry. Mm-hmm. So when someone says something that maybe you think triggers you, instead, flip that around. Are you really harmed by it? Let's talk about that. Now, yes, if someone walks up to you and calls you the (laughs) N-word, I can guarantee you if I'm around or anybody other person, we're probably all going to say something. Yeah, I think you would have unanimous permission to just punch that person if necessary. (laughs) if someone comes up to you and says, wow, your hair is purple, that's not hurting you. No. (laughs) It's it's not. There's a lot of, we can, I mean, I could talk all day about that. Well, discomfort does not hurt you. This woke shit's not healthy for anybody. It's not because you're going to be in a constant yeah. state of rage. No, I get, okay, the underlying ideas behind the woketopia, they're nothing to ignore, necessarily. No, we should talk about like, them. Like, bigotry is a problem, and it, it should go away, but we're taking the wrong approach. It's here. not going to go not away with the, more bigotry. Yeah, it, we're not taking the love and logic approach. Or, like, um, this supposed 
systemic racism isn't going to go away by creating these autonomous zones and shooting people. How I don't understand the logic behind that. I think it's just something that's happening now and we're dealing with it. But that, it's definitely not a solution to the problem and it's never going to be. And it's actually going to probably make the problem worse. If we focus on creating at least a culture create more problems. that... that um, fosters resiliency, we're going to get mm-hmm. a lot further than in creating a culture that gets triggered by every but, single thing. But I think it's evolved past the point of it. It's one thing to be active against uh, a bad idea, mm-hmm. as uh, like racism. Which activism And it's completely bad. understandable to be active against racism. But now people, I think people are just doing it for the sake of activism. They're bored and they want to fight against something. They want an enemy. They have no other purpose in life. So then they create these autonomous zones thinking they're doing something grand. But now they're really just LARPing, as Eric Weinstein calls it. It is LARPing. They're fucking LARPing. Because they're they're Brady... pretending that they're this massive army and they're going to just set up this barricade and then shoot anybody that fucking disagrees. And Because they're not truly experiencing any real discomfort for their platform. Exactly. But they're getting this power trip out of it. And I think it's really now about the power trip more than it is about the actual change. Because otherwise, if it was really about the change, none of those Black Lives Matter riots would happen. There would be mostly peaceful protests, probably. But there would actually be, like, legislation happening and people just talking peacefully about it and trying to actually solve the issue. No, it became about the power. So now you got buildings burning down that have nothing to do with the cause. We're trying to extort businesses. Yeah, extortion and all this stupid stuff going on because now it's about the power, just like anything else. Do you ever feel bad? I feel, like, actual pain for the people that actually do care about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. Don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not trying to say anything about Black Lives themselves. You're talking about how it's hijacked But like, There's definitely, like, some kind of a like a subset of this movement that is not about the movement anymore. And it's in every movement. Yeah. It's not just Black Lives Matter. It's not just the Proud Boys. It's not just... It's Every movement is infiltrated with this, let me make a bunch of noise, but I don't really have to have any skin in the game. Exactly. And by skin in the game, I don't mean tearing up your town or throwing rocks at cops or, uh, you know what, going and shaving your head in solidarity. I mean actual skin in the game. How about... has When's the last time we all got together and decided, you know what, we're not going to do business with this country because they sterilize and lock up people when is the last time we've done that maybe we're doing business with china constantly and they're one of the worst countries that's ever existed in the entire fucking history of humanity their government is evil yeah i know we're gonna get people in china don't get me wrong again again, a lot of people like to flip these kind of things when people say these kind of things tucker carlson is fucked right now because he says something like i just said yep and they fucking twist it and make it sound like he's a fucking racist especially with all this weird narratives of, of supposed Asian hate and hate crimes going on right now. Oh, don't I, gotta, I guess I have to be a little more careful that. with my words. No. Asian people, nothing wrong with Asian people. And we I don't even look at them as Asian people. To me they're neighbors, they're people. They're, we're all on this rock together. We but their leadership is horrible. Is insane. We literally just specified though the government of China. Yeah, I love that's Chinese. That's what I'm trying people. to talk about. You guys the, have the greatest cuisine in the history of cuisine. Okay. Okay. Sorry, Italians. I love yours too. Yeah, all of them. I mean, I love. I love love every. Anything that is good, I. Well, you know, let's just preface it this way: anything that is good and does not harm humans, I enjoy it. And I like to listen to you, but I can't. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to go by the actions of the PRC: social credit scores, welding people into houses, uh, hurting the earth to make cheap goods. We're just as guilty. Mm -hmm. We're complicit with you. So when I say I hate the government of China, it means I hate my actions that have helped proliferate it, too. And and don't get me wrong. It's not like ours is perfect. 
Ours but, is bad, uh, but too. But ours is my home team, and I'm going to obviously be on our side here. Well, and are they on the side? <laughs> and I feel like they don't have that option. Their government is so don't. totalitarian. Do they really love their government? I no, don't they're, think... brain, they're brainwashed to spew rhetoric about how good their government is. They're but not do they really believe it? Okay, because as Deep bad as America... Deep down inside, they probably hate it so much. As bad as America is, we can say whatever we want about our government. Yeah, and they don't have that freedom, unfortunately. And I'm just... If they do, they get disappeared or possibly even killed. And my point is, when's the last time you've put yourself to experience discomfort for standing for your principles. Mm -hmm. If you do that, I will have a lot more respect as a human for you, and I might be more inclined to listen to you. Yeah. You know, like, and not doing it just, like, I'm not talking about not having a coffee, and that might, that's not really an inconvenience. I mean, literally facing some sort of, and I'm just as guilty, guys. That's where this humility thing comes in. We all need to constantly be re-examining our positions. Um, Look back to when the African Americans were fighting Jim Crow. I wish, yeah. You know how uncomfortable most of them were, were, were back then? Oh, man. Like Rosa Parks. Let's use her as an example. Yeah. She, she, she knew very well she wasn't, quote unquote, allowed to be in the front of the bus, which is completely fucking heinous, by the way. I'm really glad we've come past that. So bad. But, like, look how far we've come. Because somebody put themselves in the most uncomfortable position. I'm sorry, multitudes of people did, actually. Oh, all of them. Do you think it was easy for Martin Luther King Jr. to get up and give that speech, knowing very well that at any moment someone could just snap and kill him? Or that most of people, most of the white people did not agree with the things he was saying at the time? That had to have been extremely uncomfortable, but he did it. But he didn't burn down a T-Mobile store to make his point. No. In fact, there was a lot of very peaceful ways to go about this. Like, uh, uh, Umbrella Academy, going back to that, did a very good example of showing, like, how... They did sit-ins. They did these sit-ins where they'd go to, like, the diner or the coffee shop in their neighborhood and just sit where the whites only, you know, section was. And they would just sit there and not leave. But then to watch the reaction to that... Broke my heart. Where the white people would actually get angry. It it was just insane. Literally insane. I cannot even believe that that was a mindset at one point. And not that long ago, Brady. And that's my point. I don't want to perpetuate more behavior like this (sighs) by behaving in the same tribal manners. Right. Let's not do this. Like, okay, woke stuff. If there's a problem, because, yeah, as a woman, I know there's been a problem with women throughout history. We have not been treated fairly as a, as a, a sex for a long time. But yeah. the thing is, let's not do to others what was done to us in the name of equality. Let's let's find a way to, to fight that. We have to walk the higher path. Yeah. People that are objectified and treated badly, we already are going to have a harder time of it. Let's not be like the people that were treating us badly. And that means it's going to be harder. And that means it's going to be uncomfortable. And there are times you're going to want to kill people because of it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, these barbarians. But at the same time, <laughs> we shouldn't be doing that. We're better than that. Exactly. I, I feel like if humans... We, we are, are better than that. We are better sure. than that. We have the capability to think about thinking. That's stuck with me all week. Yeah. And we got, it's about time we start using it, right? Well, um, before we evolve out of it, I do not want to do idiocracy, guys. Let's, let's we're not... We're slowly heading towards that, and I really see it every day. I do, too. So it's, it's a matter so of time. It's terrifying to me. It's, about, it's a matter of time before the police are automated. Yes. At this point. And that's not a place we want to be, trust I'm me. I'm a meat popsicle. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, want... We're, we're heading towards Blade Runner, towards like all these different the fifth like, uh, technocracy dystopias. And we don't want to go there. Like, well, no, we're going there inevitably. It is going to happen. Like, the, the future is going to be the way it is. But we have to go into it with the, you know, the knowledge of this is the dangers. We're writing... And we have to fight those dangers. We can't be fighting each other. We're writing empathy out of our behavioralism behaviorisms in the name of affluency and instant gratification. Yeah. It, it's like, 
I see it every day in the way people are interacting. They're in their little zone. They're doing what they're doing. And if any roadblock comes up, they react just horribly to people. And it's like, you can't tell the universe to not inconvenience you. It's not going to happen. You can't. Sorry. The universe is inconvenient. And <laughs> and humans, because of our special ability to think about thinking, we're going to be jerks to each other. I, I'm not saying yeah. wipe away jerkhood because I, I love freedom. And, and we're killing freedom with this group thing. We really are. I, I, I do want to talk about racism a little bit. Let's quick. talk about racism. I want to talk about the why does it even exist anymore. I'm married to a person of color. I, know I would why love it, to hear about I racism. I know why it used to exist. Because people are literally fucking stupid. Yep. But now... After all we've been through as a, as a nation and as a country, as, as a world, as a as a planet, as a as a as a species, after all we've been through, why is it still a thing? Yeah. White supremacy. Let's break it down for a second. I hate white supremacy, and it's not just the whites, but I want to focus at least on white supremacy now because it's a big hot issue in America right now. It's like the narrative they're pushing. Every fucking problem in America is caused from white supremacy all of a sudden. Okay. Which is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard of in my life. But. Aside from that, there is white supremacy still. Mostly, I think it's mostly in the South. There's some pockets of it everywhere else, but I'm pretty sure it's a huge still problem in the South in America. They just never got over it. But I want to talk about why. What is white supremacy? Why do people believe that white people are supreme? Why does anybody believe any race is supreme? Why do. Let's take the racial aspect out of it. Why do people have to be better than other people? Because it's not just <laughs> it's not just with race problems. We're talking with class. Class with, is a big one. With what fucking phone brand? With well, like uh, what car brand? With what clothing brand? People are tribalistic by nature. Why do we have to feel supreme to other to, than other people? Why do we have to be better than everybody? I think else? it goes back to your list of happiness. Though, if you derive your value over having something over the other people, then it's always going to need to be more. You are always going to have to be that douchebag because you're deriving your happiness not from being in the moment, but from what you have over others. But why in the world do you care if anybody has less than you? Why do you have to shit on them? That's my question. Why has it always been like that? We're clickish. It's always been like that. I know. Why does the king shit on the on the plebeians because he was born into more? I don't know if we're going to be able to fix that. It would take a mass yeah. awakening of some sort. Well, how do we convince everybody that we're all on the same plane? We're all on the same plane. Nobody's born better than anybody else, period. I don't care what you're born with or where you were born or what kind of situation you're born into. You're born as a fucking piece of shit meat sack. Like, <laughs> you're covered in the gr the most gross thing imaginable coming out of that, whether you're born from a C-section or... You're still covered in amniotic fluid. You're still covered in nasty shit, and you're probably pooped on on the way out. Like, it's well, very most common. babies are, yeah. We're all born the same. Covered in shit, crying, cold, scared, unable to do anything. Also, Nobody's born with a literal silver spoon up their ass, I hope. That would be weird. That would be painful. What, you, what would you call that, <laughs> that medical condition? I don't... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, how long would it take before we're harvesting them spoons? Like, I, I digress. That's just not a visual, Brady, I needed to ever <laughs> I, see. I digress. Ever, ever. Um, the thing is, though, is you do not literally take anything with you. So does it get yeah, you... Yeah, you're, you're, you're dying in the same situation. You know, I've thought about this a lot because I don't have an emotional attachment to physical goods. It's something I don't know. I it's don't just, either. I don't, and, and I. And it's, it's because almost, we're poor. Let's face it. Well, we're no, more, but I, I actually am not poor. That's the no, thing. not really. But your mindset is of the poor. Well, I grew up. You're, without... You're not a snob. You're not. You don't think you're better than the poor people. That's true. I don't ever want to be that way because you know what? Oh. That's called not. I. I'm terrified of being having hubris. You know why? The universe, I don't like being uncomfortable. And the universe will come along if you put yourself on a pedestal and it will flick your ass right off of it. Mm -hmm. 
It's like true. It will. And so I would rather learn. I don't want to learn that lesson that way. I I guess I want to learn it a different way. I don't know. This whole um, racism thing. I'm married to a person of color. My children are people of color. They get pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. You, I feel like all of white America is trying to atone for centuries of sin. That's what I feel like. And we can never possibly feel all that. We can't understand it. We can have empathy for it. Mm-hmm. But it is not our thing to atone for. I didn't do it. And then there's the idea of white privilege. Right now, what is America? About 70% white? Maybe. I think it's somewhere in there. It's going to flip by 2050. Yeah. All of the institutions were made exploiting people. I absolutely agree with this, I especially. But at the same token, how is this fixing it? How is making people that have nothing to do with it atone for? I, do, I actually would like to have a conversation with personal color about this because I do have friends that are pulled over because they're driving while black. I understand that they're... So can we fix those problems and then not punish an entire generation of people who actually want to help fix the problem right. by making them feel some sort of existential guilt? I don't understand how that's going to fix it. I've never understood I don't know. I don't... Do, do you know how it's going to fix it? I, my husband... 400,000 of his people were killed by disease from white people. It's yeah. a huge amount. They were almost wiped to extinction. How can you fix that? You can't fix it. I, I, What's happened has happened in the past. And right now, because the land that he comes from is nice and is owned by everybody else, there's all this corruption. How can you fix that? Oh, by I don't even know more, where to start. To be by being more you. communist. But starting a uh, autonomous zone in Minneapolis or whatever the fuck isn't going to solve a damn thing. I'll tell you that. I think you're going to make a lot of noise. Granted, I think by going through discomfort and listening to each other, we can help mm-hmm. make it better in the future. Well, what happened to like diplomacy? We, that is a foreign word in America now. Now we throw fits and close our embassy because we don't like and each la- other and launch missiles. I'm. <laughs> I feel like maybe civility is going extinct. Why? I don't know. Why Why is all the good virtues... It's funny, we see all this virtue signaling, but it's almost none of it's actually good virtues. Well, and let me put this out there for you guys. If you're virtue signaling, you're doing it for you. You don't care oh, about the absolutely. other people. Virtue signaling is about making you feel better. Exactly. I hate virtue signaling. And that's, again, one of those things where you, you're going to feel better than everybody else. It's That's the problem I'm trying to figure out right now, is why, does, why do people have to feel better than everybody else? We're all the fucking same. If you feel about... Exactly. Some of us are born... Into wealthy families, and some of us are born in Ethiopia, eating garbage every day, and trying to figure out how the fuck they're going to survive. That's a roll of the dice. Guess what? Those most of those people don't even kill themselves, but rich people do. That's because oh my god, there's no purpose or whatever. I don't know. Find purpose if you care about it's racism. Up to your fate of, is your fate. Instead of posting a hashtag Black Businesses Matter, <laughs> go out and help. So, you know what? Like. See what they want. And don't pander either. Like, here's $100 because you own a black business. How about you just find out, like, listen to and say, hey, what would help you do better? Exactly. And not even bring it about you. Shut your fucking mouth and just buy their coffee. Exactly. Why do you... Anytime you pander, you're doing it for yourself. I I definitely am... I I am happy to see good examples of, like... Let's say we're in a situation where it's hard for an African-American to have own a business. It's great to see when they do succeed, and they should be applauded. Like, hey, good good job, man. Uh, through adversity, you still rose up like a phoenix from the ashes. And the best way to do it is to not bring it to- the light on you. Just support their freaking thing. Yeah, just go, hey, I, quietly just buy their product because you like that. But you don't have to make everybody feel like shit 
if they don't, if they go buy from a different company who happens to just be white owned or whatever, just because I buy, if I, let's say I buy something from a different business because it's white owned, it doesn't mean I'm racist. It means maybe there's cheaper over there or I like the store better or whatever. Maybe you just felt like going through that door. I just felt like going through that door. It doesn't mean I'm racist. Well, but we're in this situation in America right now where like, if you don't buy from only the black people or the Asian people or the feminists or the lesbians, you're a white supremacist. Well, why or, are they or a misogynist to, or you're an ist? Why are the most noisy people getting to define the words? Exactly. That is the thing I have a problem with. Um, I do know about red zones. I've been reading about, but once again, I believe in limited government. And all of the things I've read about oppression towards black people were the majority got to make rules to oppress them. Well, it's flip-flopping another way. So if it's bad, is it not? Shouldn't it be bad all the time? Yeah. Shouldn't we fix what actually caused the bad in the first place? Like banks and stuff not loaning to people of color because they wanted to keep them contained in their supposed neighborhoods? That's freaking evil. Why are we still even doing that? Why would we I don't know. Why would we perpetuate <laughs> that system? Yeah. Well, and, and by making new, huge, large groups. Okay, that's my point. Large government made by evil people caused this problem to begin with. So shouldn't we yeah. go to the root of the problem, which is to reduce the influence of government on that to even begin with? Like right now, if there was In a black theory, yeah. if there was a black person that had a crowdfunding thing that said, Hey, I want to start this brewery and I like believed in it, I would give money to that person. Yeah. I don't need the government's interference in this. They're the ones that made the problem to begin with. Exactly. I don't know. I feel but like I, we're looking at this it, the wrong lens. In, in my eyes, it's sad to even have to say if a black person, in my opinion, it's just a person. Well, that is ultimately how because I Because I too. actually took what Martin Luther King was preaching and actually like applied it to my life, whereas I don't see skin color necessarily. Well, I mean, obviously, with my eyeballs, I see but skin color. But it doesn't color, make you... But don't I don't think opinion. of them any differently because their skin is black. I it, it, Maybe subconsciously, I go, hey, they'd survive better than me in the desert. They have more melanin. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd be fucked out in the middle of the desert, whereas they'd be like, hey, man, keep up. What the fuck? Well, and maybe I'd that's just dying, it. dying, roasting, getting skin cancer. I don't believe people are born <laughs> racist. So like, like I there, don't. There, there's a genetic reason that their skin is darker than mine, but that's about the only difference, really, is like... Their culture, their previous ancestors were in the sun a lot more than mine. It's about it. So it's just a DNA. That's really all about it. Like, that's the difference. Like, my ancestors probably came from a cold environment, most likely Scandinavia, where that particular pigmentation was just not good. It just didn't need, they didn't need that. But now, if your ancestors come from a very hot desert, I mean, closer to the equator, your skin's going to be darker because it was required, that pigmentation was required to survive. Why in the fuck does that make them less human? I have not figured this one out. And why am I racist for not having that pigmentation? Like, what the fuck is people's problem right now? Everybody's brain is not working right now, I swear to God. I think everybody's stuck on that. I have to be more special than you think, so I have yeah. virtue. And it's like, you already are special because you exist. We're all on equal special. We're all equally special. Some people have more talent. Some people have more this or that or that. It doesn't make... We're all the same. Oh, that's another thing. You are equal because you exist. You are not equal in yeah. your attributes. And you cannot make everybody the same by legislating it. Exactly. That you is can't driving me You can't nuts. legislate equality. It doesn't work like that. No. Equality is that you equality exist. Equality is a mindset. And then we quibble about all... Of, and you know what? Some of these things we're going to have to quibble about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff right now in the pipeline that... Ooh, I would hate to have to quibble about it. <laughs> you know? But we're going to have to. Yeah. You know? And then also, most Americans, you go down our family tree, we're mutts. We are a mixture of everything. Why are we fighting over stuff? I don't get it. 
Unless it's designed to keep us separate so that people of small minority can make all the decisions I don't want to say designed necessarily, but I guarantee it's exploited. Manipulated. It's exploited for sure. Manipulated, yeah. Because a fighting populace can be ruled by a very small group of people. Exactly. We are so distracted with, did I say the woke enough thing that there are these... And I went to a political meeting last week, and that was something that really struck me. I think most of us can agree to work on the big things together, but when you are shivved off in these little finite special interest things that you cannot possibly agree on, you're going to fight over those and not get any of the big work done. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. It's like, here's this giant wave over here, but let's fight about this piece of plankton. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter to you. It should matter to you. Like, if you want to die on the 5G hill, fine. (laughs) But... I'm sorry, but if but at the same time, you know, our currency is being ruined. Hey, you know, if they're going to inject me with 5G, you know, at least I'll get better cell phone coverage, I guess. I don't know. People forget also, we are not going to live forever, people. You don't know when your light bulb is going to go, the filament's going to burn out at some point. Yeah, we're all, we all die. That's why happiness never truly, literally is, are you content in the moment? Mm-hmm. We, because it doesn't really matter. The rest of it doesn't. If you have all these irrational beliefs that dictate your mental state, you have got a serious problem. Also, if you have an expectation where if I do A, then happiness will come That's not going to work. You'll always be happy. No. You need to be happy in the moment doing the quest for the happiness. Because guess what? You're never going to get it. Happiness, God, it's such an illusion in a way. Because again, you only get moments at a time of it. It's never like a permanent state of being. It's, It's impossible. Where the trick is, is to learn to be content, even in the discomfort. Content is more or less a a longer-lasting state of being. And a lot of us have to force ourselves to be content with shitty situations, though. That's called, you have to survive, right? Well, growing up, (laughs) I did not have a lot of resources. Let's say, even though I was poor. You too as well, right? Yeah. But we still survived just well. I still didn't think I was poor, but on the scope of American socioeconomics, I was poor. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm dirt poor. So, guys, I have a fixation with having a lot of food (laughs) and having a home, and I really hate spending money. Those are all leftovers from me being poor. I'm trying to translate that over into it doesn't matter because I can't take it with me anyways, but I fight. That's my fight. When a vehicle breaks in my world, I get anxiety, Mm -hmm. okay? So, my thing is is learning to... The the trick with this happiness and contentment thing is if something happens that would normally trigger you into a spiral of anxiety and upsetness, stopping and reframing it. Reframe that. Is this really hurting me? No, it's not. It's not really hurting you. So, what if you can't pay for it? You're still going to wake up and live the next day. Do you see what I mean? And it's learning to do that. I think Americans need to practice that a lot more. I think the world does. You've been reading a lot of stoicism. I I really... (laughs) Well, think yes, about this. Like, I, it's I, uh, so good, though. There's a reason it's endured for two thousand years. It's um, it's there's a good way to put this. Is like um, let, let's make an analogy real quick. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I love analogy. I'll try to make an analogy real quick. So, like, if you get if your house gets robbed, mm-hmm. it happens a lot to a lot of people. If your house gets robbed, instead of going, oh fuck, I lost everything because of the robbery, and this isn't easy. No, but the good solution thing. is to frame it to where, well, now I'm happy to learn to live without these things until I can reacquire them. And what's really cool is something might, like, the okay, last week my truck broke. Mm-hmm. The whole right front end had to be rebuilt. We're talking a pretty expensive, expensive job. It was, uh, you know, part of the um, suspension. Yeah. Because it broke, I found out that my transmission cooler was leaking. Hell yeah. So because of Silver that, might have saved me $6,000. Yeah. I know it's a very minuscule thing, but do you see, it's it's always try to reframe that because is it really killing you? Yeah. Let me let me make another analogy as I far like as like your, your car breaking down. And this yeah. isn't going to be the same for everybody, but at least, just try to at least understand the analogy for what it is. Your car breaks down. If you're even privileged enough to have a car. Yeah. Okay? If you've worked hard enough and you have a vehicle. 
Um, your car breaks down. Oh, shit. Let's say you're even running late for work, whatever. You know what? Instead of just being in a constant state of anxiety about it, stop. Take a deep breath. Meditate for five minutes while you're waiting for a ride to come or whatever. Or go on a walk. Frame it to where, hey, now I get to actually go and walk outside around longer. Or I get an opportunity to uh, spend more time with this person who's going to give me a ride. Or maybe you'll meet someone, you change yeah, your life. You, you, you don't never know, know what's going to happen. But you can always flip it to be something more positive. The negative. It's not easy. It's something that takes a lot of practice. We all will fail at it. Oh, You're I gonna fail, fail all the time. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, but it's learning to develop that habit to identify. It's okay to feel anger. Mm -hmm. It is not okay to stay in that frame. Exactly. And so work where you can get through that valley, as my friend calls it, that parabola, faster. The, the hardest part is that initial reaction of anger. Yes. You're going to feel it. it. It's impossible to get around that uh, the initial anxiety. You're going to feel it. The practice comes into um, just bringing that down a notch to where you can think clearly and force yourself to flip it to be a positive. Well, because anger is part of your subconscious. That is when, when you stub your toe, you feel anger. Okay, mm -hmm. That is not something that you consciously think. When you're in that subconscious framework, that's where... If you stay ruminating on those feelings, you don't come mm -hmm. out of it. And then you can't do advanced cognitive work. Exactly. And so what we're trying to do is you've got to train yourself, especially as an adult. You can start as a young one. Get where you can work through that initial id response, you know, that underlying response, and get to that higher plane of thinking. And then you will mm -hmm. you will refuse to make yourself miserable. That's a that's another analogy. If you stub your toe, I'm just trying to give you examples of how you can flip these things. Yes. If you just, stub your toe, is... you're going to get angry for a second or, you know, you're going to feel pain. There's no getting away. The with, pain is there. There's no getting around feeling pain. But if you can, if you can train yourself enough to go, <sighs> okay, yeah, that hurts. But I'm, I'm now I have an excuse to sit down for a minute, and everybody can leave me alone for a minute while I, you know, or get, even take until it more this extreme. pain alleviates, and then I can then I can continue what I was doing. If I was dead, I wouldn't even have the joy to feel this pain. You can. That's really... true. You can actually flip it and be like, hey, I feel this wonderful pain. It reminds me I'm alive. Well, there was a Colonel James, I can't remember his last name, but you guys can look him up. He was in the Vietnam War, and he um, had his plane went foul, and he had to eject, and he was in the Hanoi Hilton for a long time. He was tortured by the Vietnamese, and he took it as the ultimate stoic exercise. This man was in there for years getting punji sticks rammed mm, up his fingers, God. tortured, and he came out of, he still fomented a revolution while he was in there. He, uh, he stayed, he stood fast. He was steadfast, Okay. Nothing we're going to go through today for most of us that is listening to this podcast is going to be as bad as no. having bamboo spikes rammed up our fingernails. I don't even want to imagine. No, but I'm just saying you can endure anything as a human. That's you can true. You if you have people, mental fortitude. People don't realize how much pain other people have been through in the past. There's because plenty of examples of, and they come, and if they survive it, it's like, I'll just move on. And you get a perspective when you make it through pain without letting it wreck your mental state. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, and you know what? It's going to happen. You're going to fail. I have days where I completely train wreck mentally, but then I come out mm -hmm. of it. And my goal is the next time to not stay in the trough so long. Failure is good learning experience. Well, and that's the whole point. I feel like we're insulating people from learning how to be uncomfortable. And part of being alive is being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. We Don't insulate your children from the bad things. They don't what, work very well. You know what? Like They've got to learn how to go through discomfort and come out of it, snap out of it. Exactly. We're not snapping out of it if we if, can... If you don't get to experience that, then you'll never be able to practice, like, dealing with it. And I'm also not saying condoning chronic discomfort. No, no, no. Don't purposely put them in the situation or don't... Yeah, don't promote chronic discomfort. I'm just saying that discomfort is a part of being alive. We should rejoice in it but in some aspect. Dealing, dealing with discomfort or pain takes practice. 
And I think that a lot more humans, if we teach them, if we have a culture as a species that fosters resiliency, we're not going to see so many trans kids killing themselves. We're not going to see, why are so many humans killing themselves? It's always been a thing with humanity, but I feel like it's exponentially grown in the last year. Some people think that it's just not worth living anymore. It's always worth There's living. There's probably a lot of reasons, really. There is, but... But it, when you kill yourself, what are you doing? You're opting out. You're just going, I just don't want to be here anymore for whatever, all the different reasons. There's plenty of reasons. And, it br- and at the same time, I it, I sympathize. I empathize with those people. It's like, whatever you were going through, it might not have warranted killing yourself, but I, it's like, God, they really just didn't want to be here anymore. That's sad. And, and it's interesting because I have like a weird duality with this. I don't judge the people for yeah. doing it because exactly. I'm not I'm in their like, shoes. At the same time, it's like... Why would I judge them for doing it? If they wanted out, they made that. That was their decision. Unfortunately, you can't take that decision back or make a different one after the fact. But hey, but the people can't who judge are, you for that. Sometimes I don't want to be here anymore. It's, sometimes life is fucking hard, man. The people that are killing themselves because of things as a society we fostered hurts me more than anything. Like young people killing themselves because we've locked them up in the house because of the virus. That yeah. that is breaking me. I that I'm very upset about. That's unnecessary. And we should do better. In this time we and age, we, we I feel like we can do better as a species. And, you know, we I can only... Can. Look how far we've come. We exactly. can always do better. We are less violent. I know the news media tries to make it seem contrary, but we <laughs> are less violent as a species than we yeah. ever have been. Yeah. You can look it up. Look up the Not violent crime place, statistics. Though. Like, in Idaho, we have the privilege of walking down the street alone at night if we want to. And most likely nothing's going to happen. You actually, you probably... The wildlife are yeah. actually more... Violent terrifying than the people around us. You might get moose. Exactly. Most people around you in Idaho will protect you if some crazy maniac is going to do something. But if you're in like the east side of Chicago, probably not. You're not going to walk around alone ever, even in the middle of the daytime, like unaccosted. Unfortunately, like there is still pockets of extreme violence in this country. But most people who aren't in that violent life aren't even going to be in that neighborhood anyway. You know? Well, and the thing is, is why are we perpetuating that? It's so unnecessary. Like, gang life... I don't think we're perpetuating it, but I think it's being perpetuated. I don't like it. It's so... It's so unnecessary. It is. And and it's being perpetuated because it keeps people in power. Oh, for sure. And I, I those, to me, are archaic notions well, that we, we need also to fight. Have, we also have a broken... Uh, like, if you want to call it justice system, we it's do. not really justice system. No. It's a nice little label they slap on it to make it sound like it's a justice system. But that's like saying uh, I'm putting a Ford emblem on my Jeep if I had a Jeep. True. It's like, it's not really actually going to make it a Ford. No. Uh, so, oh, like, we have a lot you, have to these, work on. you have these, all this, these neighborhoods where it's just gang violence and, and poverty and despair all the time, right? And, 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 and. Just, just the worst of the worst. Well, and in that's America, like, that's maybe my thing is instead of putting some hashtag on yeah. your Insta post, maybe go a step further. Mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to, like, I'm trying to get involved and learn how our political system works because I found out that, one, my state, which is kind of a bastion of freedom, is still super corrupt, okay? From mm-hmm. the bottom to the top. I learned this last week. So instead of just bitching about it or putting a hashtag on something and feeling morally good in that five seconds that you shared something and people liked it, Maybe you should go get involved. Like, if you care about systemic racism, get involved with people who are trying to refine the justice system. You know, or if you care about those damn Republicans or those damn Democrats, go to each one of them. You can go to their central committees in your county and learn how the process works. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you're a balanced human being and you feel like you have something good to contribute, go get involved. It's going to cause you a little bit of discomfort because you're not going to be able to stream the Falcon and the Winter Soldier today. (laughs) You know, you're going to have to go do it. But it'll be worth it because you... It, is, it requires a modicum of, modicum, modicum of yeah, sacrifice. Modicum. It's really easy to bitch about things, guys. I do it. 
We all do. Brady it. does what is this it. podcast anymore? We're bitching, bitching about, about shit. <laughs> but I can actually tell you that I'm actually making an effort. She's, Brady, you she's have putting in the effort to do that. Yeah, but you are too because you're doing the podcast. But the thing is, you have small children. That is the ultimate effort. Anybody who's a parent yeah. here, I don't care if you're a single parent, an adopted parent, any kind of parent. Shout out to you guys, especially with young children. Oh, hell yeah! Shout done out. that. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard job. It's a fucking hard. It's also job. a temporary job. Yeah, and it's not something you. you it's something you have to take seriously. Especially, you're you're literally crafting the future of humanity. Well, it's... Because it's in your hands as a parent. There's no organization doing it for you. There's no fucking even good uh, rule book for it. No, it's and so, every, every system every is different. Every kid's different, every family's different, every city's different, every town is different. There's so many variables in being a parent. Yeah, you, you pop out of the biochemical pool a completely yeah. unique to the entire existence of humanity creature. Uh-huh. And you ha- you are responsible in all your fallibility to mold this thing to where it can function. And keep yeah. it alive till it's 18. And not even just function, but like be a better human than the previous humans. That's, it's, it's always our goal, right? It, 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 even if it's not our personal goal, like that's our DNA's goal. To perpetuate. To get better. And it's hard. It's hard and you we fail. Don't even, we don't even get to define what is what dna defines as better and you social as as media warriors of, have of a little life. more grace for people my god yeah. everything i i'm guilty of this too sometimes i look at people like there's a judge right now that put a woman in jail in michigan Ugh. for opening a restaurant and yeah. the way that the judge talked to her i would love to drop kick you judge whatever you are for your arrogance and your misbehavior towards the, the ideal of freedom so that's where I feel I have thought bad thoughts about you. Not murderous ones, but just I would like to kick you in the <laughs> pants. Because you're not a very nice person and you're on a power trip and shame on you. Just shame on you. This whole idea of public health thing really bothers me. It's like, of course I care about the public health, but I also care about freedom. Yeah. And so when it comes to raising children, it's the same thing. We're going to fail. People are going to think badly of us. It's how you get out of that trough. Okay, I'm at the bottom of the frequency. I have got to go back up the hill. Let's make this wave a little shorter than last time. If you're not doing that, then you're just miring in your own fit throwing. Exactly. I'm tired of fit throwers, too. No, I have a small issue. Go ahead. So I have to urinate, but I don't want to end the show yet. I feel like an hour is a little too short. Bodily functions come first. Um, I don't know if you want to keep the audience entertained for a minute (laughs) or if we should just pause it for a second. Just pause it. They're probably tired of listening to me whinge. The wonderful thing about uh, recording something is I can pause and come back and you guys won't have experienced the time that passed. That's I, nice. I love the fourth dimension. You could have a prostate problem and still come back and yeah. you know make this. So I hope you don't get there. You but. guys have no idea. Like I could have, we could have stopped three thousand times in this episode and just and then kind of scooted the audio files together, and you would have never known I stopped. But we like I, to be real. I love with the you. fourth dimension. It's fun to play with. It is. But uh, okay, I'm gonna actually just pause here, and you guys will have experienced no time passing other than a split second. So pause. It's been forty-five years. I finally made it back to this laptop. Had to dig through piles of rubble to get to it. Musknet has taken over and wiped out most of humanity. I'm one of the only survivors. Uh, turns out being woke caused all of this. Don't do it. So what happened is uh, the Woketopia took over the entire world. And then Neuralink was implemented. Uh, uh, the brain interface computers. And uh, once that switched on, it became self-aware and wiped out all of humanity. Except for pockets of us. Now we're battling it. It's your name number five. Um, and Elon's over at Mars and uh, he's not uh, hes not helping out anymore. He's abandoned us. Hmm. Send help. If anybody gets this broadcast, send help. Earth needs you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. No. We've never had to... We haven't had to stop in, a, in the middle of a podcast like that. So I just figured I'd mess with you guys. 
Brady, your bladder like was subversive today. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay. I drank a lot of coffee this morning. Also, I just went and got us some crackers and pepper jacks, so life is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Life is wonderful right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's only been a few minutes. No, but not 45 years. Like I years. said, as long as, as long as I scoot the waveforms next to each other, this is the wonderful thing about audio engineering is it could have been 45 years in between there, and you guys would never know as long as I scheduled the upload. Like, we were just joking about how we could have recorded all these episodes in the year 2000, you guys would never have known, as long as we uploaded them when we planned on How did we know them. Baby Yoda existed? Shh. Oh, sorry. Secret. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. We have a TARDIS. Um, uh, no. <laughs> so I was visiting the World Trade Center the other day. Oh, you were? Beautiful buildings. Hmm. What for? <laughs> too soon. No, it's it's the year 2021, and there's still a lot of crazy shit going on. Well, we were just talking it's about just fun messing with you guys. It was a beautiful bit, Brady. You should be proud. <laughs> the Academy Award goes to your pussy. I wish. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. we are talking about uh, with woke stuff. I really want to know. I, I would like to talk to a person who ascribes to all things woke about what actually is hurting you, like causing yeah. you actual harm versus you just being enraged about something. Because we're talking about the crying. Person of blue hair, persuasion. Yeah. Be the rage criers. Because like I said, if I saw someone in that state, my first inclination is I'd want to comfort them. I would not actually listen to a word they had to say about a rational topic because you cannot be rational when you're in that state. Exactly. But yet if you're feeling that much pain, what actually is causing you the pain? That's what I would like to know. That's that's a good question. Um, I am not woke enough to answer it. What is hurting the woke people though? Like, your your grandma's the one that could not have a credit card in her name. You've always been able to have one. Yeah. So, are you raging for your grandma? Is this one of those fourth dimension things? Like, they're moving the audio file together? Hmm. Maybe. Is it genetics does, crying out at injustice? Does, does that resonate through reproduction? Like, does... Because no, we all know that like, your genes have memories. Like, the reason we're scared of the dark when we're young is because our... Genes, or, I don't know if it's the Akashic records or, or Akashic records or whatever, but we somehow our DNA retains these specific fears that we need to survive. Like, yeah. um, be afraid at night. That way you're on alert for the, the fucking tigers that constantly come and pick you off in the middle of the night. Shit like that. Like, well, yeah, most predators are nocturnal, mm-hmm. so night is when you would get your ass eaten. There's a really cool. Oh, that did sound right. There's sorry, a really cool video game that came out a couple of years ago about it's about evolution it's called like odyssey humankind odyssey or something like that okay and it's like you start out as like one of these old ancient primates Mm -hmm. and um one of the first parts of the game is like you have this like a panic attack basically okay and it's like you just have these weird hallucinations of like fangs clamping down and like eyes and it's showing you like i'm afraid of this area for reasons it's weird. It's a really cool like representation of that. So is woke culture? And do you think it's a resonation? And mitochondrial resonation? Yeah, it could be. What's I mean? It's Let's it's important to think about because it's like something that we're dealing with. And well, because the things that are actually, I, I'm sorry, it's not affecting this generation the way it did even two generations <sighs> ago. No. My mother was treated like crap because she wanted to be a stay at home mom during the time when it was important for moms to go work in the world. Apparently. Yeah. Like she was. She was actually literally persecuted. Jeez. Um, she was called names. She was told that she didn't care about her family. She was also a homeschooler at one time because we moved to the wilderness and she had to homeschool by necessity. 
And she was told that she was harming her children. Fucking judgy people, man. And so, because it wasn't the cultural norm at the time to do these things that she did. So right now the cultural norm is to be woke, right? I feel like at least that's what the media is portraying. And colleges. So let's say the majority of people, that's the cultural norm. Is it truly a problem? Or is it truly something that we're, you know, like I said, we hate the injustice. Like, you know, I, you and I watched Umbrella Academy and they did that really good portrayal of what it was like during Jim Crow in Dallas, okay? Yeah. That that hurt me. I actually, I loved it. They elicited feels. It was a good portrayal of it. Are we trying to project ourselves back to what our family members were actually feeling without having to go through the actual feeling and action of it? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I think about this sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's important to think about. I was treated. It's important to think about what led up to these things to figure out where it's going to go from here because. I want all people. We can't sustain this way, man. I don't know. No. <clears throat> like, I want all people to be successful, but <laughs> I don't know how to make that equitable without hurting a specific group. So, how do we do that? I don't know. Do we have the underlying problem of, you know, people? <laughs> no. And just our refusal to change. I mean, there's, there's a lot of problems where there are shitty people and they have just don't want to change. They don't want to see change. They don't want lesbians to have rights or whatever. For no fucking reason other than that's just the way they're, they are. That's their paradigm. Like, but that does not... exist still. Like, oh, that's absolutely. what the woke, is, the woke people are trying to battle. My dearest... Most... And I'm sorry to say that a lot of them are boomers. My, my, my nephew, who is only six years younger than me and one of the greatest, most beautiful souls I've ever met in my entire life. He's gay. He's had to fight all sorts of battles. That he shouldn't have had to. So I understand where woke culture comes from on that front. Yeah, I understand the issues that are woven into the woke shit. We have empathy for them. I just, it's the boohoo baby bullshit. I can't take it anymore. It is their method. Nobody is taking the right approach anymore. Well, not, I can't say nobody. That's a huge I think the quiet people are, and you just don't hear about them whining yeah, all the time. But it's but the really loud people, the really obnoxious crybabies. Like I said, I, saw, I was watching this YouTube video about something, can't even fucking remember anymore. But it, the intro of it was um, like little, it was like a montage of these different protests that have been happening. Okay. And it's like these little whiny babies literally throwing a temper tantrum that I would scold my fucking five-year-old for throwing. Like. Yeah. Like a like literal baby. Like something my one-year-old does. Well, and I feel like that is because. Like screaming, literally just standing oh, there. Oh, I know, the fit throwing. Screaming, throwing an actual fit, stomping around. Like, oh my God, like it, it's embarrassing. I kind of feel like these people have never <laughs> had to adults. take care of something bigger than themselves yeah, before. But they're adults. I know they are. But are they adults? Are they like we'll psychosocially? A, I, they're of age to be considered an adult. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> Mentally though, I don't know. It's, it's about how you define what an adult is, I guess. <laughs> well, I work with teenagers a lot. And there is, a, in fact, my children experience a lot of frustration because I've treated them, treated them as uh, raising them. I want them to get to adulthood and not be have an existential crisis because of all of a sudden the enormity is thrown right in their lap. Yeah. You should never insulate humans from the reality that they're going to have to live in. Exactly. You should mitigate it as an adult so you can gradually get the children into it, but you should never insulate it. Never, never. And never, my never. children are learning the reality. Now, you know, I homeschooled them all the way through middle school. Well, this my son got to go to middle school. My daughter started high school. They don't understand. They have there's like 13, 14, 15 year olds that are screaming. They can't sit through class. They're throwing fits and they they're just ill behaved. Now my kids are empathetic, but they're like, this is ridiculous. It's hurting all of us. And so I feel like it's that way with the woke people. You might have a valid point, 
But the way you're trying to project your point is going to piss off a lot of people and they're not going to listen to you because it's, they're not throwing a fit. It's highly toxic. It's very. And you're also upsetting the president that you're going to get on TV throwing a big ass fit and be popular. If and, I, and that's how your idea is going to spread. It's just gross. I'm going to have the same reaction to your fit throwing that I'm going to have to a street preacher who says gay people are going to burn in hell. Uh-huh. I, I'm instantly <laughs> I'm instantly not going to want to listen to you because your message is one of hate and fit throwing. Yep. Just complete irrationality. Like. I do not like it. I have had to, that is one area I've stood up a lot in my life is I have gay family members. I have gay friends. You will yeah. not speak illy of them uh, around me and without any some sort of reaction. Why do people hate gay people? Even 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 the fucking Catholic Church is like No. We can't necessarily bless a gay marriage. Based on, you know, the rules of our religion. But, well, you could, hey, you know, do your thing. Well, and I'm Even also... the Catholic Church isn't even bashing on the gays anymore like they used to be. It's just the damn extremist Christians that are. And I'm all about freedom. If you want to have a group of people that don't like gay people, you're. I hope you're a very small group. Yeah. I, I, I'm not... When it comes to religion, that's a very fine thing to tread. Honestly, I don't know why you would never want to make a cake for someone, but if you don't want to, I believe you shouldn't have to make a cake for anybody you don't want to, because yeah. I don't believe in coercion. Whatever it is, it is what it is. When it comes to government, government should not discriminate against anyone. That's why I want limited yeah. government. Although, I would like to go and talk to those the cake person mm-hmm. who made the big old fuss about it. I'd like to, like, personally, on a personal level, just go talk to him and be like, hey, man, why are you... And not what as, is with not you a, not making the cake for them? Well, actually, I've read an article that that person, they did an interview, and it, they truly felt convicted by their religion to not And that makes sense. That. I get you have that right. And honestly, I it's would just... It's a wonderful thing about America. Yeah, go get... I would want a person making a cake for me that loved me, or that well, that were celebrated what I was doing. Yeah. Not someone that was being forced well, to do it against the will. there was two sides of that story. There too, absolutely. Because these people apparently were seeking out they were. the specific businesses that would refuse them. I and guess they went to multitudes of cake stores until they got denied. And my thing is, is every business I've ever been into says they can so, refuse to do business with you for any reason. Literally, so, yeah. So that, uh, you know, it's that's a tough one. It's all and, about, but at the end of the day, as far as the business owner is concerned... Like you, you should you should consider your optics, but if it's something that goes against your your religious dogma, you have the right to refuse it. I guess that's what it is. But and was there not a Costco down the road? Nobody has to agree with you either. Well, so. and that's just it. So you, you, <laughs> when you have a limited government, you take coercion out of that. Now, if the government was saying you can't have a gay marriage, then it's a problem. Then it's a problem. Then we have a huge issue. And I've always had a problem with that. That's mm-hmm. I've always because had those it. people still he, he, those people could have gone and got a cake somewhere else or like benefits. Costco would have been. Absolutely glad to sell them a cake. Also, their benefits. Why should the government get to dictate what benefits you have? This is why, once again, I love limited government. It's like they're, they're telling you a family can only be a male, a female, and two kids. Mm. I know lots of families. That is not the way it works in nope, America. No, never. I, it just, if you pay taxes, you pay taxes. That's I, in true. fact, woke people. That's the one thing like we, do, we all do have in common is like no matter what your sexuality, race, religion, creed, all of that stuff that does separate us, I guess. You're still going to pay taxes. The government will gladly take your tax money no matter how gay you are. And so they shouldn't get to dictate to you how you get it back. Trust me. Well, and that's like, I saw a lady the other day that apparently is madly in love with a roller coaster model. Like, well, yeah, she's truly in love with it. They have children. No, a literal model of a roller coaster. Oh, okay. Like, she's They're married. Oh, no, I think they're married. I think they have children. Um, What? Anyways, (laughs) the thing is that. This has turned into a TLC show, real quick. Well, the. I'm just, my point is, is that that lady pays taxes, so why does well, the government true. get to tell her what she can and cannot do, as mm-hmm. long as she's not harming others? Yeah, if you want to marry a toaster, hey, 
The government will take your taxes. I'd also be interested in talking to you because I (laughs) want to know know what what the toaster does. What's going on there? Yeah, how does that toaster help? And I'm not going to mock you either. I just like to know. Can't judge you for sure. Like it just makes you. You just really care about toast. The toaster will never leave you. I don't know what the hell that. There will be a spark in that relationship. (laughs) Probably shouldn't have said that. But I can't judge the person. Hey, if you want to fucking love a toaster, whatever. That's well. Just don't tell me I have to. Just don't tell me I'm forced to care. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's, and I think that's where we get derailed on this woke thing is you're supposed to adopt the exact same feelings they have about an issue or you don't care. Yeah. And that's a fallacy. When really they're actually acting the same way. It's like the people that they're they, fighting mm-hmm. fire with fire. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. They hate racists, right? Mm-hmm. But they're being hateful just like the racists are. Absolutely. It's just about whose group is better. Mm. Who has the, the shinier group? You can never ban enough things to make the world truly it's, it's, equitable. It, it, it boils down to puritanism, again. It's the same thing. It's like there's this weird new wave of puritanism going on. Well, like, are you going to have to Who gets wear... to decide? Who's at the top of this? Like, who's actually making the decisions as to, okay, who who do we hate today, guys? Or is it just an, an organic groupthink thing? I don't know. Who actually is, like, the... <clears throat> who is, like, the charismatic, like, powerhouse behind... The woke movement anyway. I know that there is an artist that is the master of poking fun at all this, and his name is J.P. Sears. Oh, I fucking love J.P. Sears. He has the ability... He's hilarious. ...to show the fallacy in a lot of the behavior. So if you guys are one of them snowflakes or them woke folk, um, I, I highly recommend watching J.P. Sears, because he will he will point out your fallacies so quickly, and it'll hurt. But it'll be a good hurt, because then it'll make you realize, I'm stupid. Well, and I also (laughs) think he does it in the spirit of love. I think J.P. Sears just Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, he's also, he's doing it for money. Well, for money, That's literally his career. That's how he makes his living. Yeah. Okay, and that's another thing. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. Woke and cancel culture. Comedy is the one outlet of humans have that unites people, and also you can make fun of anything. It's true Mm -hmm. equality. Nothing sacred. If you can't make fun (laughs) of everything, then you have an oppressive society. That's very true. You should leave and it shows right now home. because of all the comedian bullshit right now. It's like, guys, it's jokes. It's jokes. We have freedom of expression. I understand everything else. Yep. If I have to, I understand everything else. Leave jokes alone. That's the one thing. But we have it's freedom of association, supposedly, in this country. So if you don't like someone, don't associate with them. Don't spend your money on them. That's fine. Don't And as long them. as the government is not allowed to make laws... Mm-hmm. By those people for the, you know, then you're okay. You're not literally being hurt by it. Did you hear about Utah's um, whole fucking crusade on pornography? Oh, God. And they're trying to force everybody to get a cell phone plan that filters it out. What? That is absolute tyranny right there. Oh, my. Or the whole Michigan trying to ban violent video games thing a couple weeks ago. I think it was Michigan. I can't. Illinois. I don't know. It was one of these places up there in the Northeast. The government does not need to tell me what I can and cannot look at or put into mm-hmm. my body. Period. End of story. Exactly. And I fight with conservatives and liberals on if this. If I want to play a video game or I'm going to beat a hooker up, okay. It's not why, a why, real why hooker. There's, not a real if hooker. there's no victim, we're there's no about, crime. We're just moving pixels around on the screen. It's not like I'm actually doing it. I'm I not even getting even remotely the same chemical response as actually doing it. So I it's don't like, necessarily fuck, think it's good for your it's soul if you fixate game. on beating up hookers in fictional fantasy world, but then again, there not are Not necessarily, no. But I, it's so. not up to me. If you literally don't it's go cathartic. beat up real hookers, mm. I it's none of my damn business. Yeah. And I, I, there's, I went to the... Um, so I went on my little political vacation. When it comes to conservatism, when it comes to freedom and financial things... And limited government, I actually have a lot in common with them. Where I don't have a lot in common with them is they want to make just as many rules a lot of the time that the left does when it comes to social things. Uh-huh. Like abortion. Even if you feel abortion is murder, 
The idea of having the government make rules about stuff to do with your body is the antithesis of America. I just, I don't understand why they do this. I can't figure it out. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's like the nicest people in the, well, I won't even talk about that on this, <laughs> yeah, but it's just. What? No, go ahead. No, it's it has fun. to do with the whole Planned Parenthood hate thing. Oh, we can talk about I, it. It's I, important. Well, okay, it's stuck back to do with the cake thing. Because we pay so much taxes and stuff. I absolutely understand. If someone believes life is sacred and abortion is bad and all this stuff, they probably don't want their taxpayer money given to an organization that helps do that. I And I actually understand that and can empathize with that. On the same token, I don't want to have babies every year. Yeah. And until you've gone through that process, you can't possibly <laughs> understand why, you know? Exactly. And so it's like, we need to be able to talk about this like grown-ups instead of just throwing names at each other. I think there's plenty of times where the issue's been discussed. That's such an issue that literally, there's just, both sides of the argument are so ingrained. They won't listen to each other. They won't listen to each other. Mm -hmm. It's really, there's not even like, we still haven't even come up with a scientific answer as to when exactly life starts. We don't understand it enough. So, I mean, if you you really want to put a blanket over it, it's murder, period. Like, yep. regardless, it's like pre-murder. So is driving to. your car. Exactly. I mean, really, like, it's such a nuanced issue. That's one of those issues that we'll, I don't even think we'll ever see one clear side of the argument win out over the other. It's always going to be a back and forth. I just think, honestly, there's but no human like on this planet my, that wants to go through yeah. that procedure but, but very let's, much. Let's, let's, let's take the issue with logic, okay? No matter what you think about the abortion itself... The government should not decide. No! That is not up to them. That is not their job. It's not their place. They have no business telling anybody what to do with their body. Period. That's my whole Ever. point is if Ever. you care about it and if you feel it is murder, because it is. Let's just talk. You're ending something's uh, life. Really? Yeah. But let's let's talk if, about it. If you can define it as a life, if you're ending that life, it's... But while it's inside something else... Murder is such a stigmatic statement, though. It's it's ending a life. Let's it's just not that an way autonomous without the, life, without though. The word. It's not an autonomous life. Yeah, really. It's it really not. is It not. really is. When <laughs> I mean, it's inside... At a certain point, it becomes At scale, it. it is because it's autonomously reproducing it, cells, but it can't survive it's outside not the womb. Like what's sentience? Like let's, that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Well, it's not a sentient even, life yet. It, it can't when really, it's inside somebody, if there's else, no brain, it cannot think. That's how it works. That's mechanics, biological it, mechanics. And like, when it's inside somebody else, it's kind of none of their damn business. It's the whoever's growing that baby. It's technically up to them. And also, I mean, like, really. Yeah. If you're growing a baby inside of you, it is absolutely hundred percent up to you. It's your fucking whatever it is growing in you. It's not it's the your cells dividing inside of your own body. It's in your body. That's like when the government. If that's like if the government wanted to step in and say when and when and how you can poop, pretty much, literally. Like, it's it doesn't make any sense for the government to be involved at all, it, and that would solve all the problems because then no matter what your opinion is on it, that's up to you. And it's you your know what's personal cool thing. Is you could put all that effort into being a part of your community to help people. If you really true believe it, it's like, hey, I have this option here. If you don't want to do this, mm -hmm. let's not do it. And we'll help you. We'll give you, we'll pay you to have your kid or we'll pay you. You know, a lot of people would probably do that. Mm -hmm. Still not your business, but at least you have yeah, that these, option. These, these different organizations can gather and go, hey, we want to help this cause and they'll do it without the government's fucking help or approval. Because they're just making it worse. Mm hmm. And then also when they stepped in and gave you a, this is where the safety net conversation comes in too. You know, if you, I don't know, I fully believe in birth control. I believe it is an amazing invention. It's a great thing. Yes. And then once you start going off further into gestation, I know it's like everything else with humans, it gets complicated. Mm -hmm. But realistically, at the end of the day, if you believe in freedom, we need to limit Whoopsies. the government's amount of input in our lives. Yeah. I honestly think the amount of abortions 
have gone down or would go I think down. They are going down, but I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not a, we'll have to. Not look. a statistician. I just feel like it would go down if we had a little more, little less government, a little more active involvement in your community. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, we're not talking. We're not about talking about whether abortion is right or wrong. Exactly. I'm not. That's up get... to you as an individual, and or us as an individual. You have to bear that choice. But it's not up to the government to decide. It's a very slippery slope. Like I said, it starts with abortion, and then they're going to tell you how you can poop. Well, that's and they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you how what your, to eat. Yeah, what's uh, your blood content needs to be this exact molecular fucking makeup. Mm-hmm. Like it's a slippery slope on letting people decide things like that. Same with speech. Mm-hmm. There's a reason the First Amendment is extremely ambiguous, or any of the amendments in the Constitution for that matter, because it's supposed to be timeless. But once you have, once you give them any slippage to be able to say what people can and can't say. Then it's a slippery slope, and it's you're going to go down it very fast. And that's why we're seeing that right now. Yeah, we need less rules, not more. Passing these five and six thousand page bills, mm-hmm. that's only going to help the people that have the mm-hmm. resources to manipulate them. That's not going to help you and I, these small people. Yeah, and um, the the Second Amendment is another good example. Oh, it's, and this one's one that fires a lot of people off, but uh, that's why I want to talk about it. <laughs> so. Nice pun, by the way. That is the most ambiguous of all of the amendments in the Constitution, and I think there was a reason for this. Now, now we've allowed the government to make regulations about guns. Lots of them. There's plenty of regulations for safety or whatever, right? Oh, I hate that. Well, guess what? It's never going to end now, because we gave them an inch, and they're going to take ten miles. Because soon, if they can't take the guns away, you know what they're going to do? They're going to make it so the only guns we can own is Nerf guns. And that's never going to help. Or they'll make it where you can't get ammunition for the guns. Or, or they'll make it where you yeah. can't do transactions it's literally to buy guns. It's never going to end until it's, it's uh, you know, it suits the woke, I guess. <laughs> Everything, every issue is a potentially turmoilous issue in the sense mm-hmm. that we'll never fully agree about minute issues. And they're using that to keep us divided, by the way, the powers mm-hmm. to be, because then they can do what they want. But that's why limited government is important. I'm not important. saying no rules. No, because we can't have our anarchy. I mean, I, that's as really much not... fun it would, it would be, my anarchist yeah. friends, come on. I don't also like. Let's say, let's say there was anarchy. Like, it's, it's a great idea in your in a, in imagination land, right? Yeah. But if in reality, that would mean our security would be in the hands of private companies, and I trust them even less than I trust the government. Well, <laughs> because then it's absolute self interest for a very small amount of people, as it is now. However, there, we still have some protections against that. I feel like Relatively. anarchy would work great if people were equitable. Exactly. <laughs> people, if people were ethical not. too. They're if people not. were more ethical too. Yeah. They're not. But by nature, we just can't handle that kind of responsibility. I, do, I really believe that we can't. <laughs> I do feel like in smaller we groups all, we can. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's how do why families limited, function? You know what I mean? Like, that's why limited government is so magical. Because mm-hmm. as I think most of us can agree on a framework of defense, which is one of our founding things, we need it. It's necessary. But I, on the we still can't agree on that all the ways. But we have become this. Big metastasizing, right sucking monster. Mm-hmm. When we're supposed to be it's the because we of that. gave an inch. We did. We should have never gave an inch in any category. But no. we've given an inch in every category, and they're taking miles and miles, and it will never stop. Now, no, there's only one way it's going to stop. We've ex- we've allowed government to take just a, just that little. It all it takes is that little bit of power that they should have never had, and it fucked. They found a way to manipulate our people too. All they have to do is they get these contentious little issues, and then they get mm-hmm. groups of people to vote on them, and then safety. Yep. Safety is the big one now. You won't be safe unless we give you this fourteen hundred dollars. You won't be safe unless you. <laughs> right though. Like, well, I mean, you know, wear this piece of 
thing on your face and you'll be safe. And it's like, well, okay, but how come everybody still got sick? I, I had a good idea about this. I think we talked about this on Thursday. Yeah. Instead of giving us a stimulus check and making us dependent on the teat of the government monster. <laughs> I love how I put that. Um, they should have just relieved the tax burden for a temporary amount of time, period. Instead of giving us money, just allow us to have more of our own money. And then people that were out of work, give them the extra unemployment. Because there are people in these back. really totalitarian <laughs> states, though. That yeah. Are, yeah, that part. Well, you know what? Hey, that makes sense because it was their fault those people are out of work, period. Yes, they should have. They said, that. hey, you businesses need to shut up, shut down or um, compartmentalize and basically create layoffs. So a lot of these people lost their job because of the government's reaction to COVID. So it's only fair that the government reimburses them for taking away their livelihood. That makes sense. But for everybody else who still had to work. You should have just, they should have just relieved the tax, tax burden, burden break. so you keep that money in your pocket, which actually would have equated to a lot more. Yeah, it would have. So let's say even for two years. Yes, the government probably wouldn't get paid, but guess what? They're public servants. They're supposed to be doing this out of altruism no. to run the country. It's supposed to be how it is. I know that's not how it is, but it's supposed to be how it is, where if you're really doing this out of altruism just for the, you know, for the sake of the country to be a better country, then you would just... Figure it out. Take the cut for they all have fucking other incomes anyway. I think every last one of them politicians have other incomes. They're supposed to. And if not, they they sell they all sell books or they all fucking get bribes. So you can live off the bribes for a couple of years, guys. I know it. Sorry, sell one of your fucking ten mansions. Go to fucking hell with them. Do you think altruism in the public arena is dead, and that is why this problem? Absolutely, is, it is. It's I'm all, sure there's pockets of it. But overall, do you think it's all just lip service to retain power? Uh, absolutely. How I, do we? I fix strongly that? believe that's what it is. How do we? How do we address that? Like our lobbyist idea. You take us, away their paycheck. Well, and that's. <laughs> then we get to see who really wants to do it, or what was, really um, happened, how they really get their money. Yeah, that we allow. Have you ever worked a job? Where you get to decide how much you're paid. Yeah. Have you? How many people have done that? Very few, I think. There's some people that get to request the amount of salary they wish to have based on because they're like a unicorn. But overall, most of us, we get paid what we're offered. Yeah. Right? Why do they get to dictate what they're offered? I've never understood that. That should be decided by the states. That like, should, that should be a referendum. Be people. Yeah. That should be a referendum on every ballot. I honestly think it should be like how clergy used to be, where we paid for their housing and their food, and then they can get a little stipend to buy some ice cream once in a while, and that's it. Oh, man, Pelosi would never survive without her fancy ice cream. Well, she can eat Ben and Jerry's. That's the most expensive one I'm willing to buy. But it should be done by the people of her state, not her. Can you imagine the fit she'd throw if she had to get Blue Bunny ice cream? Well, hell with that. She should have to get Food Club or whatever, the generic kind. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine the hardship of eating Blue Bunny? I just, I think that maybe we should, that should maybe be a referendum on every ballot in every state is rain your freaking <laughs> congresspeople back I, in. I had this interesting idea. Okay. That we decide politics through a lottery instead of by elections. Because oh. apparently elections just don't fucking work because of the, uh, the constant persuasion and brainwashing and psyops and... That doesn't even include the actual fraud that does go on for elections. Make it a reality show like American Idol. No, not even that because competitions are bullshit. I'm talking about an actual lottery. Just it just fucking pull a number out of a hat. Oh, you're mean like Bam. random you, choice. Just like jury duty. You have to serve. You are not, and of course they have to get a, a, some kind of an evaluation, a competency evaluation to <laughs> make sure they're even at least remotely sane enough to do the job, or I they're don't not know. a toddler. I think we need vermin supreme. <laughs> <laughs> but like, really, like. That, I think that would solve a lot of problems too. It's just like now regular fucking people are going to be leaders. And it it's your duty, just like it is your duty to go to jury duty. 
the reason they call it jury duty. Well, you're yeah, and you're they paid force a, us to fucking do that. You're paid. Well, we all decided it though. Well, our yeah. ancestors did that. It was a social obligation. But so it makes sense. I get you have to have a jury somehow. People, not a lot of people are going to take their time out of their day to not get paid to go do jury duty. But people have been talking about a national service for years too, because realistically, we all have to sign up for the draft. Well, that's I still as young think that's as young people. No, just men do. How's that? How's yeah. that? So, like, in the event there is World War Three, without a choice, you're going to fucking war. These young, these young men. How is that equitable? It's not. But that's. I'm just saying. Why don't we treat our uh, our uh, our leaders like that too? Well, yeah. Because uh, then you remove the uh, the idea of the old boys' club ruling everything forever. Because that's the, what's going on right now. The problem is, Brady, though, is that the normal people. Because that's all we have left is the numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. there's way more of us than them. We would have to unite them, and how are we going to do that with this instant gratification culture? Like, where all they'd have to do is hire some Russian Twitter bot people to say that, oh, these people are commies, or these people are. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they do. Well, in in my little plan, there, it's uh, I'm 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 in a fantasy land where we're not segregated by these stupid little groups everywhere. Oh, so this is a fun fantasy. Yeah. I mean, we're naturally always going to group together with some kind of categories well i am gonna research in my own state about a lot of my congress people i found out my senate just basically does not listen to the will of people the representatives because our representatives are actually trying to to on in my state not on a national level i mean on a state level they're trying to do things to help with this corruption and all this but the senators are so bought out by special interests they're just ignoring them they won't even hear their bills so my thought was thinking okay some of these people have been here like eight nine terms Let's throw some term limits on those. I want to know what laws, what what regulations did they put in place that allowed these companies to buy out the politicians? Because that's where we need to start. Honestly. No. Get rid of that fucking bullshit. But how do we make, you know, you have freedom of association, so how do you outlaw lobbying? How do you do it? Make it so companies can't donate. It has to be individuals. Do you put caps on the amount of, I don't know how and to yeah, do it. Yeah, you have to put, I think a donation cap would be smart. Because it's, it's, a, it's a objective truth that... Some people have more money than others, and they're going to put a lot of that money into politics to get their way. Well, it's an also, objective reality that we live in right now. That is part of the problem of our government. Is that it can be purchased now. And this is why I think a so lot of this... So if we can put a cap on it, and we each have only a certain amount we can donate. This is why I think a lot of this talk about, you know, people you care about poverty up. and care about food and deserts and stuff. The amount of money they put into lobbyists to retain power... Mm-hmm. Would fix a lot of those problems. It would probably solve every problem in the fucking world. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm serious. No, I mean the we're amount of money. We're talking insane amounts of money and that billions and billions of dollars. one person could live off of for the entirety of a fucking eternity. So how do you fix That's that? That's how much money's going into that shit. Yeah. How do we? How do we fix that? And of that? course, when you're one of these politicians and you're receiving all these offers, it's hard to say no. And then if you do say yes, then oh, there's strings attached. Oh fuck. I got to be part of a group phone call with a freshman representative and the amount of overwhelm. He's like, I had no idea how bad this was mm-hmm. or how overwhelming this was. He was being real. He was being legit. And he was truly just overwhelmed by the sheer volume of the, the chicanery. It was just, it was so bad. And I actually felt sorry for him because in the people I was on the group call with laid waste to the man. But um, that's a problem that our, just our local institutions are that rotted. It's from the complete bottom all the way up. Our entire system is messed up. So how do we fix it? I mean, what do we do? I'm, I'm thinking of an episode of Community okay. um, where uh, Pierce oh, yes. gave Pierce Annie a-, a bunch of money. Oh, God. Do you remember that? This, is yep. a, Pierce- this episode was an extremely good analogy Pierce of how is a this GDB. works. Yep. I'm, just, I'm going to break this down how politics works in America, okay? So on an episode of Community, there's this character called Pierce, and he was... he. Uh, just volunteered to pay one of the other characters' rent. 
Yep. And did it. And she didn't want to accept it, but he kind of sweet-talked her into taking the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, that's guess what? Then she was on the hook to do whatever he wanted her to do for a while. Yep. Obviously, there was a nice lesson about it at the end of the episode and how that was toxic. But uh, the principle stands where once somebody, you know, sweet-talks you to taking that money, you're beholden to their demands. Yet they have created an entire system where if you don't play the system, you have no voice in it. Exactly. This is where the mess is. They have, so they've figured we, this out. These do companies... Do we nuke the entire system yeah. and start from scratch? So it's... I want to just say it's not exactly only the government's fault nope. for all these problems. No, it's I our think fault. without the... Without the corporate bullshit, the government would function quite well still, for the most part. I think it's it would be a lot less. It would be there would be a lot less problems. Let's put it that way. But because of the orchestra between these Goliath corporations and the government, um, it's not a good orchestra. Well, and it's our fault. We've ceded our autonomy in the name of comfort. Yep. Because how many of you know how you know your people are picked and put into action in your government. You don't. I don't. I had to go learn a lot of it, and I know more than most people because I wasn't public schooled. Like, I actually had to learn about, you know, how civics work and and memorize things and learn stuff, and even I still did not know (laughs) how this works. It's It's, it's very intricate. It's insane how it works. It's like a very complicated And I'm not saying that in a degradating way, guys. We don't know how it works because we just let the machine go. Very few people get to make these decisions. That's the part that upsets me the most. Yeah, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, uh, we the people with the power. The vast majority of everybody. As long as you guys get distracted by quabbling and quibbling and fighting over yeah. small, far-fringe things, you are never going to change it either. Exactly. I, I just... If we got to stop with that shit. You know what? Have your opinions on these things that matter to you, but we got to work on the Keep big Keep them things. in your circles. Work on the big things first. Like, if you're in, if you're in Seattle... And you're trying to battle racism down in Georgia. Not going to work. If your Social tra- media is not going to help you. If your transmission is broken, don't worry about the rip in your car upholstery. You could. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. If you are really, truly passionate about racism, go to Georgia. Yeah, actually go there. That's where the racism's happening. Inconvenience yourself. Yeah. You know what? If if the things of do you, are you on the street dealing with it? Uh-huh. Or donate to a cause. I guess money is also very helpful. Yeah, that can that can be helpful. But the uh, the hashtag wars, I hate. That's not going to help. It's not going to solve anything. I think hashtags throwing are the most a literal things ever. throwing a little toddler fit on in a protest probably not going to help. No, Don't, I'm sure that's just as uncomfortable. If your principles, if your principles are not actually causing costing you anything, and by costing I don't mean just money, then your principles are just things to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that we've exactly. all fallen into that trap. I mean, this podcast. Brady and I are actually, it's sort of more of a, let's use an overly used term, meta. We're talking about the things about the things. Yeah. I don't really have anything that I'm super passionate about other than probably freedom and mental health. Those are two very important things to me. And I make myself uncomfortable all the time to help work with those things. So um, I guess I can't be all things to all people and no one can. No one can. So you should pick the things that matter to you the most and that you have. Work on that. And work on that, At right? least do something one at, do things one at a time. <laughs> and you can't do it all. If you have a God no. complex, I, I, I can't, you can't save everybody. No. Something you have to really focus on that issue. If you have that. Well, the greatest thing you can do. It goes back to those, uh, those truths I read out in the beginning, the uncomfortable truths. Exactly. And the greatest thing you can do is be the best you that you can be right in the moment. And that also means if you have children, raising your children, if you volunteer in community, do that to yeah. the best of your ability, right? I mean. Um, you have to, here's a good analogy for all this. Okay. 
You have to mow your own lawn before you worry about how long your neighbor's is. Amen. Because if yours is overgrowing, then you can't bitch at your neighbor for his, too. And then also, don't care about your neighbor's yard. It's none of your damn business. That's the other thing, too. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. Worry about your fucking lawn. If your neighbor's is overgrown, guess what? Instead of going to the HOA and getting him fucking fined, go talk to him. Offer to mow it if he's having trouble. Maybe he's busy. I'm just saying, it's a weird analogy. I know it's actually something in reality that happens, too. <laughs> like, the Homeowners Association is going to rule with an iron fist and fuck people. Don't go to them. Go to your neighbor. He's the one with the grass problem, right? Mm. Be brave. Go knock on his door and say, hey, what's with your lawn, man? Are you going to mow it? It's kind of ugly. The rest of us don't like to see it. And if it's not and if he says, you... And, and most of the time that person will be like, oh man, you know, I'm just, I'm really busy. I, my lawnmower's broken or I'm trying to, you know, I, I can't afford to get the guy to over here to do it or whatever. Then be either offer him to do it just out of kindness. It's called altruism. Again, what we were talking about. Or, you know, uh, try to just help him get through, try to find a solution with the guy to get that lawnmower or fucking move away. Well, and if you're, you if you know, don't like it that much, he still has the freedom to have his lawn be as long as it fucking wants. Well, <laughs> with the exception of he voluntarily chose to move into the communist so, realm of a homeowners association, you have to abide by those things that you agreed to, or that's you have true. to deal with the consequence did, yeah, of it. That's true. If you want to, well, have not, a, okay, let's take the homeowners association out of yeah. it. Just the city in general, because you can go to the city and say, "I don't like my fucking neighbor's lawn. It's got appliances sitting out in his fucking front yard, and a couple couple cars in the yard. And I don't like it." Try being altruistic. Even though you're in a shit saying. neighborhood where half the people have their fucking washing machines out in the front yard. Guess what? You can call the city and get the guy in trouble if he doesn't fix it. When it doesn't really need to fix it, no. And also examine your motives. Is it really hurting you? Exactly. That's the the point I was really trying yeah. to get to. If there's no victim, like, is it really hurting anybody? there's no crime. It's just you're, you're just gratifying yourself because you don't like the way your neighbor's yard looks. Again, still in the analogy. And maybe that's where this woke stuff comes from. Maybe people listen to their grandma talk about the time that some white lady, you know, was rude to her about her dreads or something. <laughs> I, yeah, and I understand And that. I, that would, you know what? You can feel generational rage. I'm sure people do all the time, but how you approach it is, dictates how. Yeah, it hurts my feelings that uh, anybody was ever oppressed for just stupid things that you can't control like race. Uh, my entire family, generations of them, were displaced for an owl just yeah. so corporate America can make more money. But uh, I don't want to go, like, ruin their life. I just don't think the government is the solution to that problem. That's all. No. I think that's probably the whole point of our podcast today is... That's the whole point of every podcast that's episode. That's true. They are not... Stop giving the government so much fucking power. It's a very bad thing. You are the government. That's we, just, we are the government. I, I wish that people would realize that. We have all the power in this game, and we're seeding mm-hmm. it in the name of safety or in the name of I don't know what, but it's just it's so frustrating. We should work together instead of against each other. Yeah. I'm really disappointed. That's the thing. We need to unite. We, we need to, to truly unite. Not just um, Woketopia unites against Mega. No. No. Uni- Mega needs to unite with Woketopia. To take down the actual fucking problems. I bet most of Woketopia and Mega can find something in common. Like, Absolutely. I bet you guys all like tacos. Who doesn't like tacos? Have a taco right? bar and oh, figure yeah, out how idea. to work together. <clears throat> you might have some, like, I, I just feel like you could. Quit calling each other idea. Names. Let's try to organize, like, a taco party. The taco party. A, ta- a taco buffet 
where every political view and race and gender is invited and sexuality, and then we try to talk about our issues. It's a lot harder. As a forum, to... like a TED Talk, you know, you get everybody together for a TED Talk. And you just... Well, you get every... It's so, like they had CPAC recently, right? Yeah. Which was this the big fucking Republican circle jerk, let's call it what it was. Mm, it was. <laughs> literally, the conservative circle jerk. It's a good time. Where they all yeah. tooted their own horn and act like they're better than the Democrats. Freedom. I get it. Yeah. yeah, freedom. Freedom. But they were talking about some real stuff, whatever, but it was a circle jerk. Let's. Did let's they have real. a taco party? Um, what if it was like, uh, let's get the Republicans together with the Democrats, and instead of having a debate, which is basically just another word for a game show nowadays, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have a discussion An to, actual with goal. a goal of finding a middle ground, not who's going to win out of the argument. No, have a goal of finding a middle ground. I know. Do you guys want to live in a world where we're all the same? Yeah. That's and not so, possible. But you can come together, have a fucking all-you-can-eat buffet. Everybody loves to eat. A lot of great things have been done in the name of eating together. And it's harder to hate... It's, it's symbolic. It's harder to hate a person you know. Yeah. So you get together with your community on all spectrums together and you and you start topic to topic. Whatever the hot topics are, you have a guy come up, say, I'm going to introduce this topic, and then you get a couple of the people you decided are going to talk better than the other person, and instead of debating it, you go, let's understand each other. That's our goal. Not to... Who's better? Whose idea is better? No, we're going to under... Our goal is we're going to walk out of here today understanding it's each other. It's almost like divorce court mediation. We need marriage yeah, counseling. Yeah, mediation. We need a marriage counseling talk Instead of bar. debates for the all the elections and all the bullshit, everything. We need to mediate more. We do. We need to have a Tom there, too, who if people... <laughs> if you go... Oh, yeah. If you go into name-calling, if you go into ad hominem, we have can to, have, have the big, rest. huge, giant Hawaiian say, no, back on task. This needs to be a thing. I think it does. And it should be on TV. It should be on the major networks. The taco bar. Where people maybe. decide... Just like democracy is supposed to work, people decide who's the best speaker for these issues Yep. by a democratic process. And then those people get to go, not against each other, but with each other to come to an understanding. Yeah. We don't see anything like that at all. All we see is these debates where they're just like, well, the Democrats are going to make the fucking world worse. Well, no, the Republicans are going to make the world worse. And it's all vitriol. Like, it's all vitriol. It's, it's all bullshit. It's all ad hominem attacks. Yeah. Instead of saying, you it's know, I don't productive. really like your opinion because you're, what you're saying right now will really hurt my cousin Jester. Or yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they don't... I just we, think the days of debating are over. Let's get to an understanding for once. I would make cupcakes for this Let's event. make some compromises. Yeah, the cupcake mediation needs to happen. Yeah. Complete with taco bar. <laughs> like, seriously, though. Like No, I know. I, I agree. For, you're right. Like, this, that sort of thing needs to happen, and we don't have anything like that right now. We don't. It's all so in your own So let's try to group. figure out. I think, we, I think we really do need to try to figure out how to make that happen, even if it's just a Netflix thing or something. I don't know. Well, or, but it needs to happen. Maybe just a YouTube thing. I don't know. Maybe we should, you know what, I know lots of different kinds of people. Maybe we should start on a small scale and see if it works. See if we can do it within our community first. Like, get together for a taco bar of just exchange ideas. Bring the Republicans and the Democrats together to actually come to an understanding. Again, that's, the goal needs to be focused on here. Because usually we just have debates and, oh, I won, (laughs) ha ha. Well, and then there's My idea's so, better. No, that's not what it's about. They're so haughty about it. Like, let's, let's agree and actually unite for once. The problem we have right now is the frustration's so high. I don't know if anybody's going to listen to anybody. Can we put pot but in that the might, that was Well, maybe that'd uh, probably help, yeah. <laughs> but it needs... We need to convince people to go into it with the goal of it. Not uh, coerce them. Can't force them into a building together and expect them to get along. Well, was it that but, your little Jonesy did political tourism? 
That should be like political, political tourism, tourism, though. You're going on a... <laughs> sorry. That's a good one, though. But it, it yeah. kind of is, because you're going to go to a different destination than you normally go and be exposed to ideas that you're, would make you normally have a visceral response. But your goal is to try to understand... They view each other as enemies now. That's what I'm saying. They're not even country people anymore. They're enemies. Well, you know what? For any war to ever be resolved, the enemies actually had to talk to each other and come to an understanding. Or we'd still just be in, at war with... The first person we were ever at war with. Point if we'd taking. never come to an understanding. So this is the Taco Bar Amistis. Yeah. I, I just think it's important because we don't have anything like that. We don't. The more I think about it, I'm trying to find one in my head. No. In my memory. There's nothing. There's nothing like that. The the debates are all one-sided on the, the national network, networks. They actually use people to debate to moderate them that already have a platform. That oh, is yeah. Part, this, they're part of the system. This last political debate before the presidency was decided was like... A but, real eye-opener for me. But when's, when's the <laughs> last time you've heard of a, a forum? It's a type of forum. It is a forum. It's literally like, again, somebody will come, just like how CPAC was set up, except with both sides there. Someone will come up and introduce the topic, and they'll have a panel of people to come out and, and talk to each other and come to an understanding on the topic. And just by, it's very much just by example, we'll see that happening. We have nothing where we see these people coming together anymore. It's all... Anywhere on the mainstream you look, it's just a war. It's a fucking war zone. Well, because right that now. sells things. Exactly, but, but, but maybe, I don't. My goal isn't to sell things. My goal is to make changes and maybe make people if you come have, together and unite. Biden isn't uniting us. I don't care what he promises. He's not fucking uniting us. He's no, dividing us further and further he's and further. Falling downstairs. Y'all thought Trump was bad. Biden's just as bad. There's no, there's no fucking different. Because it's the same. It's the same rhetoric. It's on the both same sides. rhetoric. It's just. But that's one thing about this forum thing. If there was just a framework where it didn't devolve into a yelling match, it's like, hey, you come. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the points. You were here mm-hmm. to learn to meet new people. If you devolve off into ad hominem or, you know, I don't mind snark. Mm-hmm. I think it's excellent. You know, sarcasm, I'll bring it all in there. But it's about meeting and discussing and figuring out where our common ground is. Yeah. But my the only, I think the difficulty with this is how to cause, how to prevent it from devolving into a debate. That's what I'm talking about. It needs to be an understanding and not a debate. Because debates in, never end in understandings. That's what I'm talking about. You have to go into it with a um, mindset. Yeah. Like, it has to be expected that this is an understanding form. I want to know why the Democrats the way they are. I want to know why the Republicans the way they are. I want to know yeah. why the Libertarians the way they are. I want to know why this woke person's crying in a ball on the floor because I said something wrong. Like, you yeah. truly... Is it an ambassador and then we program? All, and then at the very end of it, everybody kind of figures out, okay, where do we go from here now that we're... Now that and, we understand each other more, even if they don't come to an agreement... If the people understood each other more and actually took the time to listen to each other, whether they agree with it or not, then you figure out where do we go from here with compromise, Cause guys, so that we can live in harmony with unity, so that we're not in a constant state of warfare with these imaginary groups that we've made up. Because guys, at the end of the day, we all still have to live together. We all exactly, we, we all still all, have to live together, and we're all meat sacks. It's like that that Dan Cummins joke where he fucking pisses his neighbor off. Oh God! Or yells at his neighbor. Oh, that accidentally. Like, I, and his wife's like, I I still have to see him every day. I still, and we do. That's just it. You still have to see each other every day. You don't have to like each other. I don't expect a far left person and a far right person to like each other, but you still have to live with each other. Mm -hmm. We do. We're all on this planet together. It's not like we can go somewhere else. I'm sure everybody has a family member that drives them all nuts, but they're still your family member, and that's kind of humanity. There, I am not super big fan of fundamentalists, but I can still live with them if they leave me alone. Yeah. But I think it's important to listen to the fundamentalists Absolutely. and for them to listen to the, whatever the opposite of fundamentalists is. So when are we going to have this taco ambassador dinner? I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, I think I, after the think show, so. me and Katie are going to talk about this more because... It's kind of a thing that needs to happen. It needs to get into the mainstream 
that kind of thing is where so you're just seeing an example of people be people uniting. Because if we don't have an example of uniting, it's never going to happen. Well, the idea but is bigger than us. Maybe we should this, float that idea. Look at this election. Yeah. Like Biden wants to talk about uniting, but that entire election had nothing to like. You know what I mean? Nobody came to an understanding. Because you there was no example of uniting. So if nobody's putting out an example, how are we ever going to follow that example? There are still court cases pending of all sorts of things <clears> that <throat> happened that those people were all disenfranchised by the very system that we're supposed to be uniting and upholding. Yeah. So it's like you just alienated 80 million people. That's not unification. So you know what? If they're not going to help us unite, we need to take it into... We are the people. We need to unite. Our leaders aren't going to help us do that. So it's no. time to take it into our own hands with like with every issue. <laughs> the leaders don't care about making change they care about no. money and they care about power no. and so if we just go, usurp that and do our own thing what do they have left what can they do to us other than you know yeah. deep fake us doing something terrible and then try to get us canceled yeah. that's the problem too you can't believe anything i would like to challenge everyone do not believe everything you see read or watch just don't if you see somebody doing something you're like wait a minute that's horrible instead of just making that decision right there go look it up mm -hmm. go further We've got to start taking stuff further and quit making so much snap judgment. A good example that. of that is the recent shooting of the salons. Oh, yeah. First of course, thing. the media is going to go and jump on it like it's, the minute it happens. It was Asian hate. Because honestly, that's more racist assuming that because not all Asians own salons. Like, it's their new narrative, though. But their new narrative is we got to push Asian hate because of the coronavirus. They want to basically the entire goal is to get more people to do vaccines. Okay. So they're going to put this push this narrative. Of Asian hate to try to do that. Trust me. Also, it's really clever. But they mm. jumped on that right away. But then, if you look, if you looked into it, the guy who actually did the shooting said it has nothing to do with race. Nope. I think I'm going to take his word over MSNBC, who didn't even interview him. If MSNBC isn't going to interview him, but then try to impute a a a, a motive for the shooting, when they didn't even talk to the guy who did the shooting. They just made it up. I can't trust that. They just made it up. But they're and then they're going to sell me whatever product is trying to pander to me during the commercial break. It's like that's their goal is really to sell that product. Yeah. They're so embedded in their narrative that they will look for things to confirmation know, bias. Yes, yeah, but that's not the scientific method. That's not hypothesism. No, you <laughs> should. I don't like anything that isn't hypothesism. So. You should reject that. I did immediately. Yeah. So then I looked into it, and it turns out a couple hours later. Uh, the the deputy or whatever who was interviewing the guy came out and he got fucked hard by the press because yeah. he didn't immediately jump on the mainstream narrative of racial hate. He, Looks like he was vindicated, he went completely didn't against it? it. He went and said, we have no evidence that this was racially motivated at all. He's like, we've talked to the guy and he said something about basically mental health problems and sexual addiction. And he was just having a bad day. And... You know, well, they the perfect storm. They eviscerated him too. And for that. he, yeah, he's been eviscerated. Well, the poor guy. And all he was doing was giving us the facts, but it didn't match the what the narrative. news wanted to push. So they're pissed because now we don't have the story we want. It's contradictory. Now we're fucked. Wouldn't you like it? Okay, I, I think there's apart. a great example in the American cultural zeitgeist of hate hoaxes. Mm -hmm. If you go through most hate crimes, a lot of them are not even real. No, it's just a lot of them are perpetuated by the victims. It's, Very much true, it's yeah. It's terrifying that people are so looking for something to fit their narrative that they will fake things. You know how bad that's... fake victimhood. Bad. That's what I mean. That, that's, being a victim is a terrible thing. Make, pretending to be a victim because you think you're helping people is one of the worst things ever. It doesn't help. How does that help? I, I don't know. I, 
I don't. I don't have the logic. I, I don't either. And, and that scares me that people think that's okay. Because there's a massive list out there of so-called hate hoaxes where people have created crimes against themselves that they did to themselves to further their narrative. Oh, yeah. That's what the media is doing with all this stuff, just like what you talked about, too. That's not helping anybody. That's definitely not helping you hashtag it's childish. people. Yeah. Is there not enough really going on that you would have to do something like that? You're causing harm to the actual victims when you do that. Because then That's people, true. the boy who cried wolf faction comes in. And, it's then you, like, and then you want to call yourself woke. No, I do not like it. I it's think stupid. we should reject this type of behavior, guys. Yeah, it's, and it's, unfortunately I think we're talking about, we're talking to empty ears here because a lot of people just buy right into it. They're afraid to get canceled or whatever. They're afraid um, to go against the mob. Well, the thing is, saw, is the I, mob is people. Why, yeah, why are you are afraid of other people? I saw a meme yesterday. I think it was yesterday. It doesn't matter. I saw a meme where it was uh, a bunch of fucking cows running off a cliff. Mm-hmm. And had a little, had a little uh, like text bubble. If someone, one of the cows in the back was like, hey, something doesn't seem right here. Oh, yeah. And then one of the cows towards the front that was about to go off the cliff was like, shut up and just do what everybody else is doing. Have you ever, um... When you see people engaging in this mob mentality and this groupthink behavior, do you ever just wonder if people stop and think about it? Or are they just going with their initial gut emotive reaction? I think reaction? they're going with the emotive reaction. Like, that's wrong! It's, it's pretty evident that they are. I don't... I'm sure some of them put at least a, a bit of thought into the problems that they're woking about. And then... You like how I use that as a verb? And woking. <laughs> as a human, when you feel humiliated because you made the wrong ch- choice, the worst possible thing you can do is to double down. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. Oh, yeah. I mean, none of us are perfect. Particularly when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Double down. Just ride double that down, ride that argument into the ground. Yeah. Especially if you're caught in a lie. Oh, you just got to go Double harder. down on the lie. But realistically, does that ever work out well for you? Fuck no. No. <laughs> Especially if you're lying and then you got to keep up on the lie. And then you're eventually going to get caught in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I feel like that thing, if you get caught up being enraged by something that you read that was woke and you're part of the mob... And then you find out that it was wrong. Don't keep going. No. Just eat it, the crow. There is no shame in admitting that you were wrong. And I actually admire people actually, who do it. Actually, it's honorable because then now you have the opportunity of growth. But you'll never grow if you just keep being wrong. All on purpose meat sacks for, the, been... for the sake of being wrong so you don't get caught. Yeah, all like, us meat sacks are going to be wrong once or twice a day. It's yeah. okay. But people who admit it have so much more integrity than people who just keep digging the hole. Yeah, exactly. Diane woke I bet if hill. you I bet if you brought like Mussolini back from the dead and kind of showed him how everything is now there's a good chance he would admit I was wrong and we'd probably never do this if we if you gave him a second chance of life he probably wouldn't do it the same maybe I'm just making an assumption here well you're just saying that the, the redemption is possible redemption is possible for but anybody. it comes with the the idea that you have to first admit that I after this up yeah it's okay to be wrong. And I feel like that's another thing. The media does not give any grace. No. And then when they are wrong, they can put a retraction like five months later. They're the worst about it. They'll never admit that they're wrong. They'll well, put a retraction out and then just pretend it never happened and then continue to do the same fucking thing, which is why. Like with that whole uh, Washington Post thing calling about... Oh, yeah. Like Trump, Trump was he, the, they made in up Georgia. A, they made up a story of fraud and then they retracted it and then just... Hmm. But it was almost, but then what they, is that, they five still, months later? Yeah, and then they used it in Congress against him at the, at the impeachment trial. Like it happened for real. I know. So that is perjury. They That's bad. Mm-hmm. That means I just... That's just a small example. I'm just using that because well, no, it's a, it, it's I mean, a recent it's, it's example. It's a horrifying example of... Many, many other examples. People that lie to preserve power 
are just horrifyingly bad. Well, like that's if, every politician. Come on. Well, I know. To either gain it or preserve it, they'll always lie. Well, I like that today we came up with the taco bar forum. It's very important. And I I, 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 I think me and, you, to... me and you need to hash that out. We do. And... We need to figure that one out because I'm thinking a lot about it. I don't know how to do it yet. It's got to be a way. Well, there's always I, a way. I, what the, uh, one of the biggest hurdles is convincing people to even want to do it. Because at this point, we're all at war. So Yeah, but couldn't how you, do you send... In an actual war, how do you get the two opposing forces to come to an agreement? What does it usually take? Besides, like, a nuclear bomb being dropped on Japan. Well, usually it takes a whole <laughs> lot of discomfort, and then people will be willing to have a meeting for us, armistice. Like, yeah. But, what, like, so say that we had a, a meeting room, okay? And that we had some super yummy tacos and cupcakes, and then our whole goal was to invite people. Let's say we invite some libertarians, we invite some, um, all of the groups, Republicans, Democrats, because that would basically be a good cross-section of your community. Mm-hmm. And the sole purpose was just to getting to know each other and to know what our issues are that we have in common, right? Yeah. No name calling. Call it a no unity fit throwing. Just get to know, hey, this is, unity is in community type thing. Yeah. Wonder what would happen. Has anybody tried this? Like, Maybe. I want. I'm sure it's been done. Well, what? there was that South Park episode. They were making fun of the Bloods and the Crips. Yeah. And, um. They were, they, it was like, it was Jimmy and Timmy, the two disabled people. Timmy. And they were like in the, in Denver or something, I think it was. Yeah. They went to Denver for something and they staged a sit-in between the Bloods and the Crips. I remember this with, episode. Over I've marshmallows and ginger ale. Basically yeah. the, the exact idea we just came up with. <laughs> but it was, they were making fun of like the gang violence. But honestly, there's that two group and of they people, came to they an agreement. hate each other with every, but then mm-hmm. on the flip side, they'll work together if it's something bigger. I'm yeah, pretty that's, sure. That was the whole point of that episode. In fact, I should watch that again. Maybe start. we should that. But um, because, should... because I th- it was an important episode. Like it was an important point that they were making. Your fight... I love Trey Parker and Matt Stone, by the way. Well, and honestly, guys, the they're, they're, your fight, Republicans and Democrats, really is not that big of a deal. No, You're quibbling over... It's really not. They're but it's causing harm anyway. to everybody. It's like two parents that need to go to mediation. <laughs> they they're need desperately to go... holding the marriage together that actually isn't supposed to be together anymore. But they're, they're, Yeah, they're going to mediation and they're just harming their they're kids. cheating on each other You're anyway. making your kids' future therapy bills be very high. Very high. Yeah. yeah you're, hurt, you're hurting your kids, guys. You're hurting your kids. God damn it. You and love to use it's all about the children whenever yeah. you try to pass things. Yeah, exactly. When you're hurting your children. Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Yeah, so Always metaphorically. Sending all the sheep off of the cliff. Yeah. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> I, I Do people... are Because the wolves paid them off. Oh, those damn wolves. The wolves there's wolves waiting at the bottom Were of the Were they Russian the wolves? <laughs> some of them are, yeah. <laughs> Siberian huskies, right? Well, Putin's driving around in some vehicle Fucking right Putin. Now. Man, I, before we end this, I got we have to at least talk about the the Putin, the SmackDown, P- Putin v Biden. He owned Biden. He oh, owned man. him. He I, owned, this he is owned be a him. He you know what? Him. They should just get in a wrestling ring. No. Trump, Trump can be the ref. It'll this be is the best match that ever yeah. was. This unless be, I, this will be the best fight that humanity's <laughs> ever seen, maybe ever. Because <laughs> I've seen it. Truly, David versus Goliath. <laughs> no, versus me. Uncle who's Joe. Who's best? Granddad Joe, there he'll get hurt. <laughs> Putin would wipe the floor Poor, with him. Dude, Putin's ex KGB. You don't fuck with the guy. Let's just put that. He's not a guy to be fucked dude with. Dude would ride a bear without a shirt on. Yeah. Even in a verbal debate like he wants, like Putin wants. Like Putin isn't even like threatening military force. He's just like, I just, let's have a debate then, Crazy Joe. Like. A real one. We'll, not, see, yeah. we'll see. Like, you want to call me a killer? Maybe he is a killer. And also, what is Biden doing? That seems like the opposite of unity to me. I just think it's funny that Putin recognizes that he, like, you're not even worth 
the fucking military force at this point. Let's just have let's a, just have let's a, just have a talk. Because I know you'll fucking fail hard at that. Um. Like he flexing hard on <laughs> on Biden. Um. Like I I have confidence that. Putin can even take on whoever the hell writes Biden's speeches at this point. Like, oh yeah, he's very good at it. He's he it's very he's good very at subtle it. smackdown there. Biden is pick, barking up the entirely wrong tree here. He's barking up the entire tree farm. <laughs> yeah, China. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what's he doing. Well, I don't think he even meant to provoke that, but he straight up was insulting Putin. Like, yeah, he he did. Probably shouldn't and do that. Putin, well, I I thought that the whole unity thing was you don't insult people on to try to one up them when you're cognitively challenged. That that's yeah. just, that, that's kind of come on delusions of grandeur. When I'm eighty, I'm not going to be as sharp as I was when I was forty. This, let's just let's just throw that out there. You're, you're just not going to be. You're going to be older. And this is this is a message for Biden. Oh, okay. Okay. This I, ain't I know corn pop. <laughs> you might have took down corn pop. Putin is a bad dude. Okay. He rolls with some, he, he runs a bad crew, okay? Corn pop is <laughs> And you ain't going to beat Putin by an apology you, so in this one, okay? You're you. a fucking lifeguard coach, and he's a goddamn warlord. Like, what are you going to fucking do? <laughs> Maybe he'll have his German shepherd bite him. I <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Go That'd major. be a victory for Germany. Yeah, the Germans are fighting back. That's a cute doggo. I like that it got so bad at the White House it was even biting people there. Too. Yeah. I don't blame it. The dog is speaking for the people. The, do- uh, the dog, you know, the dog knows who's bad. He's such a cute dog. <laughs> I love that dog. I want to give it. I know. Dog. I want to pet the. I want to pet the major. That's a good dog. He's a good. The pupper. major. That's the major. He's a good boy. He's yeah. the goodest boy. He is the goodest boy. Uh. So the first doggo. First doggo. First fur guy. <laughs> First doggo to get evicted because he was a <laughs> First doggo ever evicted from the White House. I, I love like it. that there was a biting incident. Let's talk yeah. about the biting the incident. Biting you know, incident. Why, why did they name it the biting incident? It was the dog bit someone. It was, it's probably some low-level staffer that came up and, you just Hey, if me. it was Trump's dog, that dog would have been a domestic terrorist. Oh, it totally would have. For sure. Would have been the best dog bite there. Yeah. <laughs> My dog is the best dog ever to have bitten anybody. You should be honored. It's gotten its teeth sunk into your leg. Oh, God. I the best w- dog bite you'll ever get. You should be honored. Uh, I wonder how many people that dog did bite before mm. they finally removed it. It's because the cleanest dog bite. The cl- no infection. There's antibodies in it. Super cocktail. You. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet my dog's bite could cure COVID. It's a hydrochloroquine yeah. bite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I soak his teeth in it every Hydro- night. Hydrochloroquine. This has to be called. I like that. Hydrochloric canine. But really, though, and then there was the, um, the, sorry, we have to at least cover most of the, there's so much packed into the last week in the Newsweek, man. Oh, man. Katie didn't even leave this time. She's been here and the Newsweek's been crazy. Like, uh, no major All them people, happened, they, they, it was just a couple days ago, they fired all those people for having smoked pot in the past at the White House. Whose brilliant idea was that? Was that Pelosi? I don't know. What is it? That sounds like a Pelosi deal. I would like to see how many children that went to college didn't smoke pot. Like, what is that a pretty small How many of the boomers in the White House smoked pot when they was in the 60s? They had to be lit, right? Like, we know you all were in college back in the dinosaur days. Probably had some good weed back then. They had, well. Had the prehistoric Kush. The (laughs) (laughs) The Jurassic Diesel. Jurassic Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I got a good bag of that Triceratops shit. Mm. I can't. I can't. I, 
I, I don't pet, have a dog like, in this fight. I never smoked pot in college. <laughs> I don't have a dog. <laughs> this is that. This is that Pangea Gold, man. Pangea Gold. <laughs> hey, man! I heard. I heard Frank down the road's got some primordial. That or what is it? Like, uh, I had to go over this, and I, I forgot it. Whatever. The pri- the primordial. Uh, it doesn't matter. It was a good one in my it's head. It's pretty good, though. Just think. I'm just calling them old. They're all old, and they've all smoked pot before. Do you hate it when when I okay? I'm getting what I consider old, but apparently to them, I'm still quite young. Um, I hate it when old people try to pander or talk down to young people like they know what their you know their culture is. It's my favorite thing ever. Like they either pretend they're they're in it, or they talk down to them. Hell, I got teenagers. I don't even try to speak their language. Yeah. I just look at them and be like, "I'll make you some rice krispie treats if you take out the garbage." <laughs> that's speaking there their language go. yeah no, that's speaking their language yeah huh? you just you do that but this whole idea like incentive is the language of the young you know you and i were talking about that if you're dying from laughter you gotta use the skull now oh you yeah, can't yeah, use yeah, the yeah, yeah, emoji. yeah who tries to keep up with all that stuff i don't know i just tiktokers i guess i don't know well i do get shown a lot more tiktok okay i don't even have a tiktok account but because i have teenagers i know a lot about tiktok which is kind of nice. I get a curated TikTok feed every day sent to me by my son. I don't even have to like be on TikTok. What's with Vines being popular all of a sudden on TikTok? Because they're authentic. Are they just jealous that Vine was better? It was. The kids go. Uh, the kids are all going on YouTube. That's Millennial and One and Gen Vines. Z Zero. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. I don't mean to make it about. Damn. I'm just joking. No, Vine Vines were awesome. The kids... If you guys don't know what Vines are, they were this. Uh, it was basically TikTok, but it just it was wasn't TikTok. TikTok. It was TikTok without the Chinese meddling. Well, and it actually, I don't know, the narrative in Vines is a little different than the narrative in TikTok, too. There was actually a narrative in them in a lot yeah. of times. Well, was it about dancing? That's half no. the problem. I'm not going to lie. Some of those TikTok things that my son showed me, they're hilarious. You guys, Generation Z has a very... TikTok is pretty funny. Very interesting sense of humor. Yeah. They, their sense of humor is different. It's almost broken. Well, it's also, all you know, it's not only just the sense of humor, but also the whole, I have to make a very short video out of it. But some of it is I, really super... So you got to get the super, joke out. It's, it's good delivery. It's super dank, though. They're a dank group dank of kids, Yeah, no, man. I mean, fuck, I love the memes. Oh, man, but those, there is some darkness TikTok's there. basically just a video meme. That's all it is. Really? Very short. And everybody's throwing so much shit at the wall, and whatever sticks is best. But I don't know what 14-year-old discovered vines on the old YouTube archives, but they are, like, sharing, I'm sure sharing some, it one now, of them, man. I'm sure one of them David Dobrik, popular YouTuber fucking guys, did a compilation or something. It's kind of like how classic rock was to our generation. It's like, oh, look at this awesome thing, man. Mm. And then... You know, because everything 90s is cool. Like, I like how the little kids are wearing the rave clothes. So, but. <laughs> well, no, but they, they love it. And I'm it, embarrassed by the 90s. There is a scrunchie for sales. It was uh, clipped to a shirt at Walmart, and I was like, oh. Yeah. What is this obsession with retro? We could do a whole episode on that. Well, that might have to be a future episode. Yeah. Uh, we do have to cut this episode off, though. Yeah, two, it's I time. think two hours is enough. Yeah, it's time. I don't, I don't even know if anybody's still listening at this point. It's okay. But. You don't have to. Just the taco bar... You know, if you guys got any ideas on how to implement this plan, I think it's a good plan. Yeah, because, like I said, our leaders aren't going to actually unite us, so we need to Do it unite ourselves. ourselves, and I think that's important. Because, hey guys, at the end of the day, this is the United States of America. Let's stop fighting each other. And quit trying to make everybody be like everybody. Otherwise, we're just going to be the fucking the dumbass states of America. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> well, and I don't want to live in the homogenous states of America either. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's try. To, we did, but we need, to, yeah. we need to learn to live with each other, and at the end of the day... We have to. So. I, I agree. And on that note, bye. Bye. The hydroxychloroquine.